Oh no, guys, it's awful. Guys, I was bitten by it on Valentine's Day. The love bug. It's coming for me, and it's making me remember a holiday for a country that I don't even live in. Oh god, it's taking over. Look, before I succumb to the love bug and do stupid romantic things, I just want you to know my last will and testament to this world. Remember me for the situations that may not be suitable for all audiences and the foul language that I've used across these episodes. And remember, listening to my final words, listener's discretion is advised. Oh god, it's making me want to expect chocolates from Roots. Ah! God, I don't even celebrate weight day, I'm American! I remember, there's spoilers for Surrey to her children in any and all anime that may occur. So if you haven't watched the show, seriously, it's gonna take you like two hours. Just go watch it and then come listen to us. Literally, the episode's as long as the show! And remember, anything that we've said is that of us, the individual participants, and not the podcast as a whole. Guys... Seriously, the bug, it's coming. It's making me want to vomit rainbows when I think about him. Oh god, how do I kill this? Wait a second. Is that a Dakimaker of Lancer? Oh. Well, that's a cure if you need one. Uh, excuse me, I'll, uh... uh is that an Archer Lancer doujin? Oh, oh god, there's doujin everywhere. Um... Well, if you excuse me, I'm gonna, you know, take care of the overly affectious love bug here. Uh, you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, I'll see you a little later. No, but seriously, I love you, Roots of Justice. You're such a good boy, and you're so sweet. <laughs> Happy White Day, ladies and gentlemen, from the Dub Talk podcast to you. It's time for the generous boys to give back to all the wonderful ladies. Or to indulge in some really stupid shenanigans because we can't read the room. So, what, do you, what is this we you speak of, sweetie? For tonight... Some pairs at the Dub Talk podcast are going to revisit a very, a recent two, four, what, six, the, eight. Who wants to see some teenagers attempt to procreate? <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing: Andrew's being all nice and sweet, and all this stuff, and Meg and I are just being gremlins right now. It's great. <laughs> oh, oh, you sweet white day virgin. <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the back, waiting. You know what? I'm. I'm too fucking tired for this. We're covering Sure Dure children, guys. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to cover and a little amount of time to do it. So joining me... Who the me, fuck are you people? Joining me tonight is? for this discussion of Sure Dure children is Megan. I love my boyfriend. Her boyfriend, Roots of Justice. Happy Japanese corporate attempt to sell more white chocolate day. <laughs> the boss the boss lady and my own lady friend herself stephanie Hello. and i and i am andrew 
He likes butt stuff. God damn it. <laughs> Ferris Matheroy told me so. We're like two and a half minutes in. There it is already. So. Andrew, I love you, but I'm sorry. It's going to be a long night. We, we're not going to be done in two and a half hours. I will make it happen. So help me God. Don't worry. <laughs> we can get Andrew to come a little early. <laughs> This is this is gonna be the summary of this episode tonight. Nice fun discussion, and then we're just couples dunking on each other. That's how this is gonna go tonight. I can sense it. This too is, quickly sur- surmise. This is romantic. Su- this is romantic battle dome. <laughs> too quickly surmise what Sure Dure Children is about. Basically, I'm not even going to read a description. I'm just going to say this is almost an anthology series of a bunch of children in high school. Who are trying to find love, attempt love, make their relationships work out, or try to read if they... Okay, basically, this is an entire smorgasbord of which which stupid teenagers actually get a relationship started and where they go from there. Which stupid teenagers are trying to figure out, do they like me or not? Or which stupid teenagers are still trying to figure out, man... I don't know if I'm horny or if people like me or not. (laughs) Basically, this is an entire anthology series of a bunch of wild pairs trying to make it work or watching them fail. It's, It's adorable, it's charming, it's hilarious, it's frustrating, and it's a grand old time. But, as with any good, uh, Dub Talk podcast episode, it's only fair to start with the people at the helm of this dub, the ADR directors and script writers. I was like, this isn't a dub talk podcast episode until everybody gets made fun of. Believe me, it's well, going so, to happen in well, well, so far, we've already made fun of Andrew plenty, so we filled that quota. Well, I'm I mean, more than happy to be the butt monkey in this. You're always ju- the butt monkey, whether you want to be or not. That's because he likes butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Megan just wrote. Okay, we had a we had a meeting yesterday. <laughs> Megan just fucking wrote like, "Oh, hey, Andrew really likes butt stuff." Before we got started, no, you said something, and then at one point, I just broke out the fan bathroom voice. And said, yes, that's what happened. Andrew likes butt stuff. No, no, no. You said something that would be easily misinterpreted because it was me who pointed it out, and then Megan just took it from there. Because <laughs> this is how Megan works. Ooh, so okay. did you know that Steph likes to take Andrew down a peg? Whoa, Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna put the collar on both of you ladies and tell you to sit. Ooh. 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 <laughs> I know that probably makes you feel things, but remember, I'm the one holding the collar, ladies. Okay, and I Roots, didn't know you You know what? Like- I'm, not, I'm not gonna segregate. Roots, I'm gonna give you a collar, too, and call you <laughs> Fido. I'm down for this OT4. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> now and from henceforth, the two now. dub talk couples should never do an episode together ever again. That's a now. fucking lie. All right, now would you like to find out? Would you like to find out who is holding the collar for tonight's episode? Yes, sir, Daddy. So, starting off, our ADR director is one Tabitha Ray. Our assistant ADR director for episode five is 
Dallas Reed, and our scriptwriter for the show is Deborah Kane. Tabitha Ray has done such works as Hanabato, Dance with, with the Dragon, and Goblin Slayer. Dallas Reed has not done any other ADR work outside of this. And Deborah Crane. Fuck! Crane. Deborah Crane has written for such shows as Konohana Kitan, Regalia, The Three Sacred Stars, and Jenna Seidel Organ. Oh, yeah, okay. Megan, would you like to start us off and tell us your thoughts? Holy shit, that's a jump from the genocidal organ to this series. Yeah, no kidding. Woo! Uh, so for the record, uh, Andrew, I'd like to know, I have this authentic replica dog suit from Yu-Gi-Oh, and now I don't know what I'm going to do with it. God damn it. God damn it. Um, so this dog should be preserved in a museum for the aliens, for when they smite the earth for our stupidity, they can understand what culture and good humor is. Because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real. A lot of anime romances that are in like high school and stuff really just rely on really bad sex jokes. Yep. And look at these two these poor girls with watermelon titties and like a one a one wired bra and you're supposed to find it funny that people are perp like, oh no! The guy fell into her crotch again. What a coincidence! They dropped their jellyfish on the crotch again. Oh God! <laughs> Sky Welcome Wizards. back to Sky Wizards, boys and girls. Sky Wizards Academy intensifies. Jesus Christ! Or, or, oh look, this girl's a gamer and she doesn't know what being a socially acceptable member of society is. Isn't it adorable how she wants to murder people? That's funny, right, guys? <laughs> or, Nat's hey. okay. Nat's okay. Nat's okay. <laughs> oh no! It is, it's that, a you, it's a show that happened. Okay, okay. You get anyway. my point. You get my point. Anyway, is that this show is really, actually, genuinely funny? And I think that Tabitha Ray and Dallas got a did a really good job specifically putting together a very strong ensemble cast. Stands one actress <laughs> who we're not talking about, but the real star of this series is Tepper Crane's writing for shit that I never thought I'd hear. Like everybody poops. There's a book about it. <laughs> um, I'm gay. I tested. I'm not gay. I tested that. Um. Oh god, what was the some of the other- Oh no, what was it? You have plans tomorrow- I hope it's not with some Jezebel was like one of my other favorite moments oh my in the show. Oh god, yes. And of course, MOM! <laughs> <laughs> For you and some girl are having a baby! Oh my god. Like, this show is hysterical. And the writing- the adaptive writing by Deborah Crane is the absolute star of this show. Like- you can get people to say, have, like, do, like, really good acting and stuff, but if you don't put, like, genuinely funny adaptative lines in front of them, you're not going to get that. And luckily, Surrey Dory Children as a show lends itself to that, so. Yay, everybody. This is a really, really solid dub, and I'm really sad that more people haven't watched the show. Because it's really short. I can only hope that we help spread the good gospel. Now, Roots, would you like to help spread the good gospel of Sure Dure Children and your thoughts on the show and dub? Why, certainly. Um, I really 
going off of what Megan said, I the one-liners are just the best. And because we're probably not going to get to the character, like um, one of the characters' moms walking in on him is just oh, it's gosh. so hilarious. Honey, do you <laughs> do you need the pill? I have extra. <laughs> one was... of my other favorite lines involving that character is like. She pulls her shirt out, looks down, and goes, I hope I'm wearing my good underwear bra today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, all of these characters kind of feel alive. They feel like... They feel like high schoolers just kind of goofing off. And... Casting is solid. The script writing is just... Chef kiss good. Snap and banter everywhere. Scenery chewing, which I didn't expect in a show like Surrey Dury Children. Mmm, good. So good. Production staff did a real good job. Thumbs up. I'm done. Alright. Okay. So, Steph. Yes? Would you like to tell the people what you thought about the direction and the script writing of the show i suppose i could um there's gonna be probably a lot of piggybacking off of everybody else i'm not gonna lie i also really enjoyed the directing and script writing of the show i think the key part with the show in itself and megan kind of alluded to it a little bit is that it's more the situations that these characters are in are rather even though comedic they're realistic and relatable which i think helps a lot it obviously they get into like really really silly situations like oh my god mom just walked in on me while i'm about to bang my girlfriend i would die i would also die um Look here i lock the door when i'm taking care of my own needs <laughs> no or like some of the witty banter between characters and some of the personalities while the performances themselves, they take the realism of these characters and just tweak it enough to make it more comedic, but it's not over-the-top cheesy or corny. Like, there are some hammy performances, yes, but it's not a consistent, constant thing, which I can really appreciate. And definitely the script also really helped elevate the realism and the realistic situations that these characters are in, uh, with just a hint of comedic timing and banter to it. So, um, yeah, overall, like, directing and writing... I love it. It's solid. Also, so, yeah. question. Mm-hmm. Was this Tabitha Ray's first solo directing show? I think it was, actually. Damn. It actually might have been, because I believe Hanadado... Hanadado. I believe all three shows I listed, which were, like, solo with some assistance, I believe, from uh, Kyle, Kyle Phillips at some points, were... Th- did all come after this. Yeah, I so think this, I think this was officially her first solo. Which, if that is the case, fucking A+. Plus. Uh, so, let's talk about what Suridori is. Suridori is a show that it is 12 minutes long each episode. And in those 12 minutes, there are four three-episode segments. So the thing about a show like Suridori Children is it moves fast. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talking, and there's a lot of things happening really quickly, really... Like, this is a show that needs to be really funny, really quick, and really knows how to land it. So, 
not only like are you dealing with that, you need to make sure those jokes land and the reactions, the script, and the voiceover is all, all of it blends for something that is moving really quickly. And you have very strong vocal direction. Like a lot of the reactions are funny, exaggerated, dorky, sometimes even emotional and heartfelt when it needs to be. The script is hilarious, and there's so many of these lines I could mention that I want to say for the individual characters themselves. And plus, just the fact that, like, it's all keeping within this very quick time frame is that none of these overstay their welcome, and you find yourself being really entertained, amused, but also endeared to these characters because of their funny performances, their these great jokes and situations that land. And it also feels very earnest and honest about, like, relationships and romance and teenage love and all that. Uh, Tabitha Dallas did a phenomenal job, in general, working with some strong material. But they did a lot in making these performances land and stick. Especially given how large this cast actually is. Yeah, to make some of- It's huge to make, to make almost all of them as distinct and stand out. I don't think everyone is, like, as great as the other. But I'd say almost everybody in this cast is doing very strong work. Though there is like one character I noticed that there's like dramatic romance stuff. It's in like the last few episodes and it's very jarring because they sound very flat and and like unemotive compared to all the other the other characters in the scene that they're working off of and they are characters you've heard a lot of in the show prior, and you know they can emote and do these emotional, feely things. So hearing those two characters interact, and then hearing this one character where it sounds like they are having trouble with the emotion, it's a little strange. Like, some of it I could chalk up to maybe, like, the direction was still a little new, but it just seemed like a very unrefined actor, actress... And they were just very flat. It was just a very jarring thing. And it was a very small but kind of distracting blip on what's overall a pretty fantastic, stellar, and really enjoyable English dub. The script, the performances, and the vocal direction are all fucking fantastic. And considering with how many characters and how much is going on in each episode, that's impressive, especially... For what is a first vocal direction, like first solo directing alley from Tabitha Ray. Now, it's time to get through our first group of characters. And this is a big group of characters indeed. We are discussing Hideki Yukawa, Satsuki Sasahara, Yuki Kaga. Karu Nanase, Shinichi Katori, and Kazuo Hosokawa. And starting off in that order, Hideki Yukawa is a third year who's in the astronomy club who graduates. Satsuki Sasahara is his underclassman who has a crush on him and who takes over the club after him. Yuki Kawa Kaga is a freshman boy who falls in love with Satsuki. Karu Nanase is a childhood friend of Yuki Kaga who has a crush on him. Shinichi Katori is the single most extra exaggerated motherfucker on the face of this earth, and he is extra as fuck, and I don't get what his deal is, but he's extra, and I love his stupid ass. And <laughs> he also doesn't know the urinal rule. He also doesn't know the urinal <laughs> no, rule. No, he doesn't. And he Kazuo ignores every basic rule. 
Like, and then, you just don't go up to a dude while he's pissing. It's like, dude, I can't I can't pee while you're talking to my backer. <laughs> and Kazuo Hosokawa, who is a supporting girl for some of the other romances until she finds uh, Shinichi Katori and is like, oh, this dude's weird, but I'm fucking down for this. And the two engage in ultra instinct level de-grabbing action, and it's awesome. <laughs> He wants his Dragon Ball. She wants his Dragon Balls, if you know what I'm saying. Oh my god. Seriously, just imagining those two, like, fighting each other with the fucking, uh, uh, Ultra Instinct theme. Ka, 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 da, 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 da. It's just a very it, funny it's image. It's very sad that I can actually picture that. Okay, so. Starting from the top. Hideki Yukawa is played by J. Michael Tatum, who's played such characters as Rintaro Okabe in Steins Gate, France and Italia, and Kraft Lawrence in Spice and Wolf. Satsuki Sasahara is played by Jeannie Torada, who has played Futaba Odagiri in Three Leaves, Three Colors, Hakua Shinodome from Shomin Sample, and Kai Serinuma from Kiss Him, Not Me. Yuki Kaga is played by Garrett Storms, who has played such characters as Rem Kaginuki from Dances with Devils, Fafnir from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, and Rogue from Fairy Tale. Oh. Karu Nadase is played by Madeline Morris, who has played such characters as Aqua Aino from Love Tyrant, Hotaru Hosikawa from New Game, and Eru Chitanda from Hyoka. Shinichi Ka Katori is played by Who the Fuck is Kyle Phillips, who has played such characters as Sho Tokugawa from Cheer Boys, Genshiro Osaji from High School DxD, and Sosuke Sugaya from Assassination Classroom, and Kazuo Hoshikawa is played by Michelle Rojas, who has played such characters as Asumi Inori from Interviews with Monster Girls, Mio Kusaki from Keijo, and Kanan Masura from Love Live Sunshine. Do you Megan, need a cigarette after please, that? Please, babe. <laughs> I need a drink. Megan, please continue. Uh, well, I think it's completely unfair that the show made Garrett Storms fucking adorable. <laughs> like... Listen, I'll be real. That man has become one of my favorite voice actors, and I feel like a dick for calling him a human Garmin once upon a time while I was very high on painkillers. <laughs> I forgot that was a thing. You live and you learn. Like, look. Look, 25-year-old me was like, ah, it's not that bad. You can do an episode after having your wisdom teeth pulled out. I have no memory of this. Yeah. We that, learned Gan a that Gandalf gif. <laughs> we learned a lot of things over the years. Uh, no, he is absolutely adorable as Kaga. Like him and him and Madeline Morris as uh, Nanase are just, just the, like they're kind of only in like two ep. Like Nanase is literally in like one episode, and she and him just nail it. And they're like this adorably frustrated childhood friends, and she kisses him. And at the very end of the episode, his mom comes out, and it's like. Take this over to the- No, she hates me. Oh, because she has a crush on you? Oh, and he's just like, fuck. Basically, like- <laughs> Oh, sorry, was that still a secret? It's like, whoops. That's like one of my favorite parent moments in this show. Like, thank God, like, only one person's parent's like, kind of a dick. Everyone else has very understanding parents. Um, Madeline was great as this, like, Sundere-type character, which I don't think I've ever actually seen Madeline Morris play a Sundere, uh- J. Michael Tatum gets to be hey cool senpai guy for like five seconds. Uh Jeannie Tirado is just this adorable bundle of energy as Seri as a Seri Numa. No, not Seri Numa, fuck. Sasuke? Sasahara? No. Sasahara. 
Sasuke's her first name, by the way, so Sasahara. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with you. If you ever just call the character by the actor or actress playing them, I'm not gonna blame you. That's probably exactly what I'm but gonna I do. But I do. Um, she was great. Uh, this is, I think, at points with Michelle, I think that's the highest I've ever heard them go. Like, their range. Like, I was genuine. I've never seen Data Live, guys. Don't kill me. Um, I've never I have seen no either. It's okay. I have no desire to watch Data Live, guys. I um, still have yet to see season two. So, I, I don't know if I've ever heard Michelle go that hard. But the real star of this section is goddamn Kyle Phillips. <laughs> Who gets, like, drop-kicked by Alexis Tipton at one point. And just, whatever Michelle, because Michelle is like, I'll be the kitty! And she, like, jumps in the tree. And then she falls out and elbows him and he spits out blood. And she's like, oh my god! Did I hurt you? Do I need to call the ambulance? Is that blood? No, it's just the spaghetti I ate earlier. Yep. He, and uh, uh, what is what is his nickname? The Dating Master? Whatever the fuck it is? Yeah, like, the Dating Master. And then, like, the part where he's like, Babe, don't date me. I'm gonna burn you because I'm so hot <laughs> with the flame of Cupid's arrow or some shit. And he's talking about like taking out Cupid. Like this some... should not work on anybody, but she is like lapping it all up and she's, she she's is like, salivating. She's like foaming at the vagina for this guy. She's like, no, she's like, take me now, right now, take me now, you urinal, you urinal eavesdropper. I yearn for your sweet embrace. Oh god, I yearn for your sweet embrace in this tree. I've got a cat I've got a cat onesie waiting in my locker. Oh my god. <laughs> no, they're all great. Just Kyle steals the show whenever the fuck he's on screen. Like and I'm so happy it's him of all people because I like I feel like if it was another another director, this would be like an actor we we know for who's being very like flamboyant, like you would have probably put, like, Tatum here or something, so I'm very happy it's Kyle. <laughs> very unique casting choice, for sure. Alright. Roots. Uh, yeah, just one sec. I apologize that I'm blanking on the individual actor's name, so I'm just gonna go through this by the sequences. Um, J okay. Let's start with Tatum and Jeannie first. How about that? Yeah, I thought they were both cute together for, like, the one... For, like, the five minutes Tatum got to show up. If that. Mm. Um, Jeannie did a good job trying to keep... Basically trying to keep the club together because she liked the guy and wanted to, you know, keep it up for his sake. And then the other couple... Like, that was hilarious. <clears throat> and, um... Michelle Rojas and Kyle Phillips. The other couple in being Garrett and yes. Madeline. Okay, I just want to make sure. And um, Michelle Rojas and Kyle Phillips. Like that was the the dating master sequences were probably my favorite of the show. Like bar none. Like, there are a few that come close, but, like, the comedic timing is just perfect. And both of them nail their individual characters. It's really cute. It's good. Thumbs up. Did good job. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Steph? Okay. I'm gonna get the easy one out of the way. Tatum is a good senpai person for, like, three minutes. 
Um, I mean, it kind of... What sucks about Tatum's performance, and I'm not saying the performance in general, I'm more on the character, really. He's only in, like, the one thing in the beginning, and he never shows up again. Like, which really sucks. Um, I feel of all, like, the sets of character stories, the Astronomy Club is, like, probably the least explored in, in the grand scheme all of the honesty, show. Yes, because not only that, but the so the story between, um, what was it, Kaga and Nanase isn't really resolved either. Which kind of sucks. Because um, it was a cute cute little story that we got to see there. Um, but yeah, Tatum is a good good senpai for three minutes. Um, Genie is definitely this huge ball of energy. And and just like a ray of sunshine on a cloudy day. Like, oh, you gotta join the astronomy club. Do it, do it, do it. And she's just so energetic. And I lo absolutely love the hell of it. Um, Gareth Storms and Madeline Morris... Uh, they are also adorable. I, as far as my knowledge goes, I actually don't recall many, many times where Garrett Storms is just not stoic and not deadpan. What's the right way to describe it? Help me out here. He's not stoic. He's not deadpan. What is he? Kind of An actor? Yeah. He's an actor. That's called peak an actor, honey. You should know this by now. I'm trying to describe this. Come on now. Don't be peeing my ass right now. Steph, no, too easy, too easy, too easy. Um, um... <laughs> Do it anyway, you little bitch. Anyways, uh... Take the shot, Hamilton. I fucking dare you, Andrew. Ooh, she threw the glove down. You have to now. Uh, anyways. Look, oh, as, mu as no, much as I bitch. love to be a pain in your ass, I think we... Both figuratively and literally, uh, I think we should... Continue our conversation. Oh lord. Um, I, I knew he was. Lesson of the day, boys and girls: never let the dub talk couples do an episode together ever again. <coughs> um, I knew it. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in like a week, anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, it's a month away. I'm Garrett. Garrett Storm's just kind of like casual and yeah. quiet. Okay, there it is. It's it's really kind of a quieter tone of voice. Sub subdued. Th that's the word. Subdued. Thank you, sweetie. More subdued because the only other real big time I've really seen or watched Garrett Storms, well, two actually, uh, Dance with Devils, where he is a stoic edge edge lord of all things with and magic sushi powers. <laughs> yes, and then there's Kashu from um, Token Rambu, and. Gosh, you're still my favorite fucking thing in the world. But, um... <laughs> he's, so, he's so very gay. <laughs> he really is very gay. He's so very flamboyant and very gay. It is like, I, I do not mean that as, like, oh my god, he's, he's like, a, a flamboyant rainbow. No, like, I legitimately think that Kashu Kimitsu is very much in love with Yasusada. Like, on some level, those two are, like, romantically involved to me and you can't change my mind. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, like, so this is a little bit of a different tone that I'm hearing from Garrett Stones, which is nice. And then Malin Morris, um, I have to kind of agree that this is also rather different because I'm used to Chitanda. I'm used to, um, oh, uh, Sophie from both, two Sophies, um, Double Decker and Vanishing Line. 
Um, so. Oh yeah, she was Sophie in that too. Yep. Um, fun little ironies out there. So it's definitely a different kind of performance there with, with um, God, what's her name? Uh, Nada say being a bit more. Bit, she's also kind of quiet, but she also is like, I don't want to call her an edge lord. I don't want to call her an edge lord. That's not. She's not. Ed, she. I, that's. She's a sundere. Thank that's you. What it is. No, no, no. Um, and then there are probably three people who kind of just steal the show in the hamminess department. Two of them are actually right here. <laughs> Uh, mostly Kyle Phillips, though. Um, Michelle Rojas, though, I also have not heard her range go that high. I'm used to New Game. Really. I'm used to New mm -hmm. Game. Uh, so, it was very interesting just having her go with this fun, bombastic energy and just, like, does she have, like, a cat fetish or something? Like, it's... <clears throat> I don't no, she she's just into she's just really into being called a little kitty, and she that's... just really wants her little kitty to be pet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's clapping? <laughs> Who the fuck do you think? <laughs> God, is that you? Have you come to put me in my place for being a? Heathen. No, God is here to punish uh, Kyle Phillips for being too sexy for this earth. <laughs> yes! I'm too sexy, sexy for this for my shirt. shirt. Too sexy, too sexy for, my for this shirt. shirt. So, so sexy stop it. It hurts. Stop it. No. Um, Kyle, if you're listening, oh, can you please pussy. sing that now? Oh, pussy cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kyle Anyways. Phillips, if you're listening to this... Can well, Cardi's not here, but you're the best. Can we please have the dance with Devil's Whippers? No, there's not, a deal, we're, remember? We're, we're I'll give okay. you $20, Get, Kyle. Getting back on track, Stephanie. Thank you. Um, but yeah, Mich definitely a different tone of voice that I've gotten used to with Michelle Rojas. Um, and so much fun, hammy energy. But if we want to talk about real fun, hammy energy, Kyle Phillips, based, like, I'm in a full agreement. Every time he was on screen, he stole the goddamn show. <laughs> Stole it, ran with it, and never brought it back. <laughs> so everybody's suffering in the background. Um, no, like, his his character is just weird. <laughs> Shinichi, oh my god, I just realized this, the character's first name is Shinichi. Uh, and they're fucking up social interaction at the urinal again. <laughs> <laughs> Shinichi, I must make your second All right, order. Parasite. I, yep. <laughs> I just realized that I'm like, oh shit, another Shinichi <laughs> involved in a urinal situation. Anyway, no, Kyle Phillips is just, oh, so hamtastic. It's so precious. He's he's not ex he's not eccentric. He's not flamboyant. He's just very very hammy. It's just so much fun, and I love every single second he's on screen. I just, every time he would pop up there, and he's just starting to talk and ramble on about how hot he is, and how he can't fall in love, and all this fun shit, it, I just can't help but have a smile on my face the entire time. It's just so much fun to me. I'm done. Alrighty. Thank you, hon. 
Uh, so starting off, uh, J. Michael T uh, Tatum is a very cool senpai who very much enjoys the stars, but kind of can't deal with his underclassman girl who always talks about how much she loves him, but doesn't pay attention to any fucking constellation except for Spica. <laughs> but it's actually a genuinely like kind of sweet scene between the two of them. But I think uh, Tatum does a good job being that uh, knowledgeable senpai who's about to graduate. And I felt that. Uh, Jeannie Toronto, uh, I wish she was in the show more because she is absolutely adorable. She is a ton of fun. She's really funny when she's trying to get Garrett to join her club. And it's just like, hey, did you know if you join the all 100% members of the astronomy club have hooked up and got a date? Yeah, that could be you. Is that true? Uh, anyways, join our club. <laughs> I forgot that was a Works 60% of the time, all the time. <laughs> it it were We promise you will get 69% good results. <coughs> Babe, I was drinking. What the fuck? And a 420% increase in libido. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also octopus balls. I also just love how she's like, oh, uh, he says octopus balls kind of look like Martians. And I think that's adorable. And that makes me think of, of that. And she's really passionate about it. And she's really cute and a lot of fun. And I wish she was in more of this. Uh, Garrett is this very, like I said, he's kind of quiet and subdued trying to find himself. And then he realizes, oh, no, I'm into this girl who's really into octopus balls. So that's a fun little thing. And he's kind of he joins this club thinking like oh i could get closer to her only for his childhood friend who's really he just think he's by the way garrett's really fucking stupid he's like i thought you hated me why would i go to the same school as you if i hated you you fucking idiot uh, i don't he's just so confused and credit to her she goes for it like madeline goes for the goes for the kill she, she knows what she wants, what she wants, and she goes for it. So, it, that commendable for her. But honestly, this... I, I don't think it's, like, a different role for Madeline. It sounds a lot like... It sounds a lot like Sophie from Garo Vanishing Line when she's angry to me. And that is a very fun range she's playing. It's, like, a mix of Tomboy and uh, Sundere. And I think it really works well for this character and leaves a pretty fun impression. Like... Honestly, now that I think about it, she sounds a lot like Taiga probably would in Toradora. And I think that's really interesting. I think Garrett and Madeline do a very solid job. Uh, Michelle Rojas is a ton of fun as this girl who's just trying to get noticed by this air very extra guy. And I just love the way she's just trying to do those very, like, bad flirty meow. Meow, please help me. Meow. <laughs> And Fuck, you know what that's reminding me of right now? What? Meh, meh, I'm a cat. No! Oh my god. Go back to your home. Go back to your home. No, go back to your home. Uh, Pop Team Epic is a treat. But yeah, no, I just, I like her, this character with uh, Kyle Phillips just because the two of them literally engage in what as I described earlier, ultra instinct level de-grabbing action. Like, just, I just think of those scenes where it's like they're moving faster than the speed of sound. It's like, they're not thinking. This is just the ultra fighting instinct. And just, 
the fucking theme song uh, from Dragon Ball Super, which is playing my mind. And but yeah, no, <laughs> you're right. This is this is probably the highest range I have heard Michelle Rojas because she does sound very much like uh, Koyagami and her character from Data Live, which is very similar to Koyagami. This is like a higher pitched tone of voice, and I think it's actually really interesting to hear Michelle pull that off. And I think she does a really good job with it, and it's pretty funny. And Kyle Phillips as whatever the fuck he's doing Whatever Kyle Phillips, what nice. what even are you? Like, I, I'd and, say this is a mostly... I, I would hope that whatever he is, he's a 5% 5% score, 95% horny. Basically. I, I'd say, like, most of the show is actually a pretty realistic romantic comedy drama slice of life show. And then there's Kyle Phillips' character, where it's just like, he is so extra extravagant... And does all these stupid bullshit things. Like, there's always one. <laughs> there's always one. It's like, he he basically is if Yuga Aoyama from My Hero Academia was a real person. That actually, yeah, I can see it. But yeah, like, just, just the fucking things he says are some of the funniest things in the show. Like, a couple of my favorite things that come out of his fucking mouth are a dumb pretty boy the plebs like to call the dating master, and that's me. Yep. And it's like, if you if you can handle the keat, come burn. I'll go beat the crap out of Cupid so no other fragile hearts can get burned. Oh my and my favorite is when he's interacting with uh the student council president, who we'll get to later, is when he's taking the fucking test, if X equals sexy, then X equals me. Yep. <laughs> like, he's so full of himself. It's great. He's so full of himself, and he is just shooting that glazed ham so fucking much. Like, this is one of, like, the wackier characters in this show, but Kyle Phillips sounds like he's having a ton of fun, and he is an absolute delight as the character's name Shinichi. is... I got you, hon. Shinichi. Uh, his name is Shinichi Katari. Thank you. Thank Why you, sweetie. Why, in the love of God, did the opening to the Rocky Horror Picture Show just get stuck in my head? <laughs> We're not talking about anybody named Brad tonight. Um, Damn. Okay. So, I think that being said... I believe we can move on to our next double-stuffed group of characters tonight. God damn it. Okay, so we are talking about <clears throat> Tako Yamane, Chio Yumehara, Tomoichi, Tomo, Tomo, Tomomichi Motoyama, Jun Furuya, Yuki Minagawa, and Hotaru Furuya. Takao is a little frog-looking motherfucker who's awkward as shit, who saves a girl from a molester God, on a bus, and then they start kid. going out, and Chio Yumehara is the girl in question who finds an interest in him, and then Tomomichi Motoyama oh is his very uh, glasses, uh, swirly glasses best friend, Nerd. who's actually a lot more supporting than he lets on. Jun Furia is this fucking uh, sundere-ass motherfucker boy. Yuki Minagawa is a class rep, and she is a smug being of pure smugness, and I love every time she's on the screen. And Hotaru Furia is basically the obsessive little sister character who's actually a ton of fun. Playing the roles of these characters is... I have to scroll down because this is a big fucking page, guys. 
Uh, playing Taco Yamane is Derek Snow, who has played such characters as Aoishima from Planets of Stride Alternative, Hermes from Kino's Journey, The Beautiful World, and Yagin Toshiro from Token Ranbu Hanamaru. Chio Yumehara is played by Michaela Krantz, who has played such characters as Chio Miyamo from Chio School Road, Toru Mutsuki from Tokyo Ghoul Re, and Clementine from Overlord. Tomomichi Motoyama is played by Aaron Dismuke, who has played such characters as Pekko from Ping Pong the Animation, Ash Blake from Dragon R Academy, and Twelve from Terror in Residence. Jun Furuya is Dallas Reed, our assistant ADR director, who has played such characters as Yukio Kondo from Honda Kun, Suzuha from Noragami Arigato, and Rusian from Netogen. Yeah. Yuki Minagawa. Yuki Minagawa is played by Sarah Ragsdale, who has played such characters as Noriko Miura from Hanabado, Riko Saikawa from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Saya Endo from Dagashikashi, and that's it, since it's only three characters. Uh, Hotoru Furia is played by Jay Saxon, who has played such characters as Kanakamoi from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Megumi Tadakoro from Food Wars, and Momiji Mochizuki, aka Momo, from New Game. This is our last group of six, so uh, we don't have to... Last time that Andrew's got a double stuff is Math with Oreos. <laughs> last time I got a double yeah. stuff. Poor boobs. Um. <coughs> Megan start. Megan start. Megan start before you before you get yourself an ass kicking. <laughs> so when you kept saying uh, Takao, you kept saying it as Taco. I'm like, oh my god, is that Taco from TV? <laughs> oh god. Oh Jump scare! I finally managed to put my brother, my brother, and me joke in one of these episodes. I'm proud of you, honey. Well, pl- yes. Thanks, honey. Uh, no. So, uh, Takao is. I want to talk about Yamane last because poor Yamane is my favorite character of the show. Oh, it's poor fucking frog child. Uh, no, so Michaela Corinthians Chio is absolutely sweet and adorable as this girl who keeps... Where poor Yamane has no idea what the fuck he sees, she sees in him. And she's just genuinely very sweet but very awkward and keeps inviting his really crazy friend along. To which, holy good god almighty, Aaron Dismukes, <laughs> this nerd... You can't see our group chat image is there's a part that's never adapted into the anime and if they ever, for God's sakes, please make a season two of the show. Uh, there's a part where he's talking to um, uh, to Yamane and he's like something about like a protagonist. I, will, I have the images saved. I will open them up for you. Give me yeah. a minute. It's The last part of that is what I made our group chat tonight. Um, he is an absolute riot and he, he had the delivery that Aaron Dismuke has on this character to have him sound like, normally I hate when people do, like, the stereotypical nerdy voice, but it just works so well for this character. This character looks like a fucking comic. It, it, like, a literal moving comic, which anime kind of is, in a sense, but... Uh, he has this one line where it's like... The, the, the Jezebel line is what just absolutely floored me. Um, that and when uh, Sarah, Michaela's giving the pudding, and she, he's like... He's like, oh, there's two of them in here. Take one. No, you idiot. Eat them both. I'm going to leave. And like, he's trying to leave and they just both keep gaking him. Come back. <laughs> um, he, he's trying to basically give them the space, space. and they're too dumb. And they're like, no, no, please. This he's, is awkward. And he's just like, no, I'm he's, making it work. And then Aaron's character is both the biggest nerd and the biggest bro in the whole oh, fucking the whole show. show. <laughs> I found I found the four panel comic if you want me to read it for you. By yeah, the way. please read it. 
Okay, basically there's a four-panel comic that was in the manga that is between Aaron's character and Derek Snow's character, where Aaron's basically going to him, Romantic comedy protagonists are always surrounded by beautiful girls, right? The protagonist is fond of himself, but he is dense, doesn't pay attention to anything at all, and doesn't get involved with any girl. What would happen if he existed in real life? He'd be a piece of shit, right? <laughs> it's one of my favorite things in anime or manga. That's awesome. And then, uh, quickly moving on to, to Furia, who is Dallas, June Furia, who is Dallas, who is just like, <clears throat> internally screaming the character, because he's got to put up with this very teasing Sarah Ragsdale, who's just like, dancing around his emotions, and always kind of like, being a little bitch to, like, not being like this little trickster to him, and he's just, and he's also got to deal with Jade Saxton, who sells the Gremlin Little Sister Act. So hard. It's like if Kana from Dragon Maid actually did keep going with the idea that Miss Kobayashi was trying to cuck her out of Toru. <laughs> You're right! <laughs> Fuck! Wow. Like, this girl is trying to cuck her own brother. Welcome, I... welcome to uh, White Day, where we have used the word cuck unironically. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's true. She's trying to get some uh, NTR incest edition going. No, like, no, oh. you you are using the word correctly, so I commend you for well, that. Well, my, my my life is now complete. We've we've gone full circle. Hey. <laughs> Calling it a night. <clears throat> oh, but good Lord Almighty, let's talk about the champ of this segment, which is just Derek Snow as Yamane, <laughs> who is just like the actual butt monkey of this universe. Kind of which, I don't know if anybody of you, anybody else but me actually caught this. Is that in his introduction episode, he and Michaela go out to, like, I guess, like, what I'm going to assume is a really fancy Denny's. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, like, I think it's a parody of Jonathan's. Which I, I assume is. is just Japanese Denny's. Jonathan's basically seems like Japanese Denny's. Sir, this is a Denny's. <laughs> um... Sir, this is a Johnny's. <laughs> Sir, this is a Johnny's. <laughs> like, he's freaking out, and he's like, Oh my god, why is she looking at me like this? And then he hits the buzzer, but if you look really, really closely at the subtitles, of, like, all the little kanji going around him in the background, if you look really closely, one of them is Badger Badger Mushroom. Oh my god, you're joking. <laughs> no, I'm not. That is amazing. I one of like them that. is, like, he literally knows Badger 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 Mushroom Mushroom, oh, which I will pay good oh money god. for Derek Snow in Yamane's voice to read the Badger Mushroom song. Nice. Oh. But just, Yamane has absolutely, like, zero whisper to him. He is just crying all the time. He is basically screaming, crying, crying and always sweaty. Dunking and like he literally is just like he's you just feel so bad for this little frog child. Oh yeah, what what is the phrase you use to describe this character? Oh, he's a he's a Suyuasumi's lost little brother. <laughs> yep. And that's wow. how when my I, mean, I see it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk, Roots of Justice, take over. <laughs> Alright, so, Derek Snow, Michaela Kranz, Aaron Dismew. The, the, the groper on the train segments. Um, I thought it was really cute. I thought Derek Snow did a really good job as, like, the super timid guy. And, uh, Michaela Kranz is just, like, 
doting on him. That that was really adorable. But really, you watch this segment for Aaron Dismuke. Which, he plays it not only, not only, like, with a layer of grease on it, but it's still, like, endearing and absolutely hilarious whenever he opens his mouth. And so, I mean, as, as a segment, I think those were my favorites of the show. And let's see here. Dallas Reed, Sarah Ragsdale, Jade Saxon. Uh, all three had really great chemistry. Probably, though, they were involved in one of my favorite segments of the show, which is where uh, mm. Jade Saxon gets a hold of Dallas Reed's phone, manages <laughs> to unlock it, Mom! and Sarah Ragsdale just screws with her. I, I think my favorite... I'm, I'm going to get more to that when I get into my section. My favorite thing about that segment is in any other, like, drama show, that would be, like, a big moment of, like, the psycho little sister is trying to ruin this relationship and she falls for it. And it's like, oh, no, there's a big rift and there's drama and sad piano right music. But the, second she, but the second she sees that text, she's immediately like, oh, it's Hotaru. And she holds... All the power and everything that yep. happens is like, okay, I'm just going to kick my feet back and whatever the hell happens, I'm in for a Congratulations, great you played yourself. I'm Yuki Minagawa. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that, that whole thing was absolutely beautiful up until the... Uh, up until the very end of it, which just had me dead. Like, I I don't know how I'm here right now, because I'm, I'm in the ether. <laughs> I should be dead right now. I don't know how I'm alive. Maybe this is all a dream. I, punch, I punched Maximilian Pegasus and got you out of the Shadow Realm. <laughs> ah, there we go. That must have been what did it. That, that would do but it. But yeah, these... These segments were really fun, and the actors involved did a really great job. Oh, okay. How am I going to start this? Um, I'm going to start with Dallas Reed, Sarah Ragsdale, and Jade Saxon. Um, they're a fun and interesting little trio. I like, I love the dynamic between Dallas and Sarah, especially with Dallas. Dallas's character is just like. Come on, like he's not—he's not sure about whether or not he actually wants to get in a relationship with this girl, because she can't take her seriously. Like she has the hardest time actually trying to be legitimate and serious about like asking this kid out. Like you can tell that she's serious about it. It's just there are points where it comes across as like, nah, man, I'm just joking. And the dynamic between the two of them is just fun. And then when you throw Jane Saxon into a mix, even more hilarity ensues. <laughs> Like, yeah, I am pregnant with your child. Mom! Mom! Furia yeah! subgirl made a baby! baby. <laughs> no, but uh, for- I like when she sees, like, we slept together. Sleep? Why would you sleep on a date? That's just silly. Naive sister. It's great. But I mean, Oh, you I sweet, innocent child. Child. You have no idea. Oh, the my Dojins haven't child. taught you anything. You don't know how dating works. 
You don't know how dating or the big, like, the three-letter word works. Um, anyway. But no, like, Jade's character is very precocious and just full of energy and so much fun. I love it. But, but oh, sweet lord. So, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. And, Andrew, I know I told you when I watched the show, and you're going to have to remind me. There were two couples that actually reminded me of Megan and Roots. We were having this discussion earlier. Motherfuckers! <laughs> who do you, who do you think we are? There's two. There's two couples. For what I think, I think one of them for you it might be Derek and Michaela's character. <laughs> what? Like kind of silly, like adorable, and just like oh, kind of like bashful and shy a little bit. Are you? <laughs> Look here! Shut up! <laughs> Damn it! I can see where I you're coming see... from. You can Fuck! see where I'm coming from. Though the other one is coming up much later. Uh. No, actually, not that far off. Um, but um, you, fuck, I see. Fuck. You can see it. I know you can. I can see it. But um, yeah, hearing more Derek Snow is always a fun time. I think the last time I actually really heard Derek Snow was Angels of Death. <laughs> Doctor Danny. Doctor Danny will never crazy. die. What? I've heard Derek Snow do a lot of crazy characters lately, so it's very interesting to see him play somebody who's not crazy, he's just sweating all the time. Yeah. He's adorable, and I really like it. He's just so... He's kind of bashful, he doesn't know what to do, because obviously he's never had a relationship before. So he's like, I don't know, I didn't even realize this was a thing! I don't understand. Michaela is also really sweet. She's very, very sweet, and she's kind she's a she's a excuse me wow excuse me she has a a huge heart um she's very caring and very thoughtful of others uh in terms of the hammy performances if kyle phillips so and wait, michelle rawhouse wait, wait, were wait, 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 two wait. of what if if roots and i are yamane and uh chio mm -hmm. who is who Oh boy. Hmm. I have to open this can for this. Ooh. That's hard. Ro Roots, would you like to join Suyu Asi's extended family? Um, I'm gonna let you guys <laughs> No, see, if between. No, no, uh -uh. no. Between I say between us that he's the Chio and I'm the Yamane because I scream and yell way too much. Okay, that's fair. What do you think it would be like to be part of Suyu's family? I mean, you think they I, eat... I, I think it's interchangeable. You think they have really good cooked fly dishes? Jesus Christ. Shut up. Anyway. Like, you think I'll... they eat regular food, or is it just, like, a lot of, like, cooked bugs and stuff that are just <laughs> done, like, Japanese style? <laughs> Andrew, I love you, but stop. Um... Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> anyway. Please, conti please continue. Thank you. Um, but... I said before that there was a trio of heavy performances. Two were Kyle Phillips and Michelle Rojas. Number three was Aaron Dismuke by a fucking mile. Holy shit. You don't ever or often hear Aaron go full nerd. This is Aaron going full nerd. <laughs> and it's just absolutely brilliant. Because again, this character is both the biggest nerd and the biggest bro. Like, in the world and it's so much fun to watch Aaron just go full nerd at first I didn't realize like it didn't click in my brain when I saw this character I'm like wait that's Aaron legit like what I don't understand but um after you let him go for a few different segments when he pops in it's just so much fun I love the energy from it um but yeah overall this set of characters I love them as well
All right, starting with uh, the frog, the princess, and the really, really nerdy bro man. Uh, Derek Snow is a ton of fun as... I'm, I, I don't even remember these characters' names. I'm just going to say Derek Snow. Dominic. And like I said, yeah, him. Suyu's long lost brother is sweating up a fucking storm, but he sounds like he's having a fun time. Uh, one of my favorite lines that... He one of the things I endeared me to his character is like when he does stop the uh the creepy groper guy all my love story like yes is like when he's all flustered is like hey yo how's it going how's up what's life treating you and just the volume level that he goes when he's there and when he's in the Janathans I think that's what they called it the Janathans is that just the internal screaming that is is his that is his existence is unbelievable in the volume he goes and the interactions between him and Michaela and Aaron are a ton of fun and he's just a very enjoyable fun time all around. Michaela is really cute and sweet and like a very a pure girl who means like just she is very much like Yamada from My Love Story. These two yeah. are basically My Love Story. No, not Yamato. Show. Ya no, it's um Yamato, isn't it? Yamato, right. Thank you. Thank you, honey. Uh Basically, my love story is what I'm thinking in regards to these two. Is that she doesn't get as many funny lines or as many noble things as some other characters. But Michaela Krantz is really cute and really sweet. And she's capable of almost anything at this point, I'm convinced. And it's just really <laughs> cute and sweet. Why are you and chuckling over there? Why are you chuckling? So, small disclaimer. There's a small Discord that I run that's just like a couple people. Like, just friends. It's friends. Don't ask if you can get on it. And uh, we have a room that's just for, like, dub talk episode reactions. And Hannah, I'm not letting this get cut out. Hannah gets puts in, in the chat in quotes, Do you want this bitch to step on you? All <laughs> oh, right. Uh, Side note, the Serious the Jaeger episode came out today at the time of recording this. Indeed. Okay. Bye, honey. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Air Dismuke. Holy fucking shit. Just, it, I like, I, Aaron plays a lot of, like, anime boys, anime pretty boys, anime main boy roles, just, he plays a lot of boys, but I've never heard him play the swirly glasses nerdy boy before, and just he, seeing him walk with such swagger and confidence, hi, I've never had a girlfriend my entire life. Women suck. I have one best friend. And he would never abandon me. <gasps> he's with a Jezebel. And he's like, uh, he jokingly is like, oh, are you going to see some Jezebel? Uh, oh, fuck you are. What? There's a girl. And it's like, I, I, I can oh, call it fuck. off. I forgot one of my other favorite lines in the show. What? <laughs> where where Yamane tries to lie to him about it being a friend from middle school and then he breaks. He goes, I don't have any other friends. The only numbers in my phone are you and my parents. Which, uh, that's so sad, but it's so, like, uh, pathetic, so and I love it. And he, he, he could have gone from some very obnoxious swirly glasses, like, girls suck. It's like, nah. You're my bro. She's cute. She's good for you. I want you kids to have fun. But they're too stupid and shy. And they keep roping him into it. It's like, I'm trying to give you your time alone. Go away. That's why he's Be the biggest bro. Because he's like, dude, Be just spend time with your girl. Be free, you dumb animals. Frolic and hump into flowers. <laughs> 
Frolic and hop into flowers for all I care. Do do what nature calls. <laughs> do what nature calls. Oh god. But yeah, no, Aaron's a ton of fun as this character. And speaking of fun, oh boy, uh, Dallas. I'll, I'll start with Dallas quickly because he is just basically one shy, flustered boy who can't get his emotions in check because he is in love with a girl who is basically the radiating smug. She is the smug anime girl personified. And I love her, and she's beautiful, and she's amazing. And Sarah Ragsdale is having so much fucking fun as this character. I was not sure how I felt about it first, but she is cute, smarmy. She's radiating, radiating cuteness and smugness. She's frank as fuck about what she's into. It's like, I've never gone out with anybody. I'm still a virgin, but I really like you. She's a total troll, and she's just like, she's having so much fun, and just... The entire time when she's doing the cell phone scene, she's speaking very dramatic. Oh, extra, extra hammy. Like, oh, does what I, does our date mean nothing to you? Oh my god! I wouldn't do it with anybody else. How did I end up carrying your baby? <laughs> and then also just when she's getting really serious, like that scene where she's saying, "I like you so many different ways." trying to get the message across yeah. and they all mean very different things but they all genuinely feel so sincere and i do believe she did in fact kiss him behind that curtain i believe it I, too i very confident she totally she, kissed him she yeah. totally kissed him there's roots what do you think yeah i agree i believe it i believe it uh, i believe and then and then there's Jade, and oh my god. Like, the little sister who's obsessed with her big brother thing is kind of annoying in a lot of shows. Sometimes unnecessary in shows where it's really not needed. But this is just, it's basically that exaggerated to this very chaotic, angry gremlin who's just like, she doesn't like this girl all immediately because she clings to her brother and is like, <gasps> you bitch. It's like, he's it's just, mine, bitch. <laughs> She's crazy, loud, adorable baby sister, and it's just like, oh, I real, I oh, you must be really close. Yes, I'm really close with him. What about it? It's normal. Just, just like all these things where she gets really angry. And she's cheering for him to basically kick her out. And it's like, oh no, you do like him. This is the worst. It's like, I hope we get along. I freaking hate you. <laughs> You're adorable. I can't wait to be your friend. Die in a fire hole. Burn in hell. Hell. I think your sister and I will get along swimmingly. I fucking hate this bitch. I'm gonna cut her throat. Aw, isn't she cute? Uh, but, and, and, and then the cell phone scene where it's just, she is trying to be a bitch, but it's like, wait, why would you sleep with her? That Why would you sleep on a date? That's stupid. stupid. I don't get it. And then <laughs> oh, the you, revelation, you the, rev the revelation of when she sees her say that, where did I get this baby? The quiet. She puts the phone down. <gasps> what? And she just screams so loud. And it's it's just... like all the lights in the Auron just suddenly like just went on in this girl's head. Yup. It's so much funny. These three are so fucking crazy and amazing. And they are a ton of fun. Uh, Dallas is a lot of fun. Sarah Ragsdale, Jade Saxon, they're a lot of fun. And I think it's time we can stop with these big groups and we can now go into our double pair couples. Thank God. First off, let's talk about Haruhiro Takase and Saki Kanada. 
This is our first group that is introduced immediately at the beginning of the show. Where they try to be like, I want to meet you. Basically, these are the two that try very hard to get this relationship off the ground, but fail so very hard. We're covering them first because while they are technically the first, they really kind of don't have that much progression after a while and just sort of are very much... They start out worse than they started the show. That's where they sort of end off. So we're covering them first. Uh, Haruhiro Takase is played by Steven Sanders and Saki Kanata is played by Skylar McIntosh. Uh, scrolling, 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 scrolling. Uh, Steven Sanders, who has played such characters as Nobunaga Asuji from Real Life, Kenji Gion from All Out, and Kotoro Azumi from Tsukigakure. Azumi! Skylar Skylar McIntosh has played such characters as Emmy Enri Emmett from Overlord, Sayuri Hanayori from Seraph of the End, and Izetta from Izetta the Last Witch. Megan, would you like to start us off? I wonder, I wonder, you know what I wonder would help Skylar Mashintosh get herself Steven Sanders? If she had that horn that made people poop. <laughs> what? I've seen the Overlord bloopers. Okay. Oh, Overlord, right, right, right. You have the Do you still have the horn I gave you? The horn that makes people poop pulls out a little horn. No, not that thing. That's a fucking Marty favor. <laughs> Thank you, Chris Sabat. <laughs> They're adorable, these two. Which is, it's really weird because I was talking about some with some uh, some guys that I I was watching Serenade today for no reason, and one of them was like, "Man, it's so weird that Steven Sanders is the first person in this show because I was watching Suki Kakare and using this to detox from that, and I got very confused." <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, you're right. They do sound. It's a very similar-ish performance, but." A little more high strung because the show allows like screaming and the part where they're texting each other. Oh my god. And, he, and she's like, I like you. And I'm going to ask you out. Only girls who are desperate losers ask you out over the phone. And he's just like, die. And then he's just dying. And his little brother looks over and goes, I'm going to bed. Can you turn off the light? No, I think he was great, and um, Skylar McIntosh, who I don't actually get to hear a lot of, which is weird. Um, so I genuinely really enjoyed her performance, too. I thought she was absolutely adorable. And just so, so very, they were so both very cute. Like, they weren't in the show as much for me, and like, I while I liked their segments, sometimes I would like, be like, okay, get to my actual favorite couple. <laughs> So, but I, I genuinely really like their performances a lot, and I think that they got the really sugary sweet because they're they're kind of like one of the more sugary sweet, normaler couples, I would say. I would say they're normal, but they're, they're like them one of the most normal groups. They are so, also very dumb. They are also very. Everybody in this show is collectively fighting for one la the one last brain cell. <laughs> True, but I, I feel this. I feel these two especially are. The sideshow Bob stepping on rakes constantly of the show. I feel Roots would appreciate yep. that one. Oh, oh. Uh, Megan? Yeah, I'm good. No, go. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, Steven Sanders and Skylar McIntosh were really cute together. Um, like, they, the, the whole text message sequence was, like, really laugh-out-loud funny. But I also, like in that sequence just the little brother coming in like 
Mom said it's my turn on the Xbox! Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna play like, some video games! Like, just in the middle of him Mom's trying it. to... Trying to initiate this relationship, and it's just, like, awkward the entire time, and, like... I had a lot of fun with it. It's kind of a shame that their plotline really doesn't go anywhere, but, you know... I mean, that's also basically the show in a nutshell. Like, you're watching relationships begin, but not really... Not really the point where they flourish, like something like Tsukigakurei. So, mm -hmm. real good job. Thumbs up. Yeah! Alrighty. <sighs> so, don't kill me. Remember, I will, remember when I... I will try not to. No, no, Andrew knows exactly where he's about to go. Remember when I said there were two couples that kind of remind me of Roots and Megan? <laughs> uh, Why this one? You're wrong. Because <laughs> you're adorable. factually wrong. You are... No, you're factually wrong, and I can't believe you're not saying the one I think that we are. I will say I dis I will say I agreed on Michaela and Derek. I don't agree on these two. Because you're adorable, and you're look here, adorable, slightly awkward. Um. You're also describing yourself, so just dig your own hole. Betrayal. No, look here. Just dig we your are own not... hole, betrayal witch. No, no, no. There is a couple that actually, like, equates Andrew and I very well, unfortunately. Um, we'll get to I know. I think I know who it is, too. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I mean, for Steven and Skylar, it's... I We haven't talked enough, I don't think, about Skylar McIntosh. And um, it's a shame because given that, where did we start with her? I think we started with her, it was either Show Me Sample or um, Izetta, I believe. And I think for her, at the very least, because there were performances in the past that we found kind of rough or very stiff at, moment, at points. But with this show, you can tell that she's a very, very capable actress. And I do want to see more from her because... Oh my god, Saki is just cute and awkward and adorable. And Steven, it, it's it's Asumi again from Tsukigakure. Except, obviously, again, on the comedic level. And the back and forth and the dynamic between Steven and Skylar, I think it's just really, really nice and adorable. They get the awkward relationship or the awkward attempts at a relationship very well. Um, again, a lot of these side stories can be realistic in a way, but just taken over, but taken into a more comedic effect. Um, so having this couple basically be the ones that are trying to initiate the relationship and keep failing miserably, them that being their central dynamic and their central plotline, it, it's very cute and adorable, and I think they pull it off very, very well. Okay. Alrighty. So, I will start with uh, Skylar first. I, I can start with either of them, but I'll start with Skylar because I think she she is somebody we really don't get to talk about that much. Uh, Skylar is very cute and very charming, and like the phone cell phone scene is one of the most endearing scenes in the show, where you can tell I felt her anguish, I felt her anxiety of just like trying to flirt and maybe be a little something more over, like, text or Facebook Messenger. Like, 
I've done that before. Line. Of trying. Like, I've done that before, like, in general. I, I would say yes with you, Steph, but, like, this was also, like, in prior relationships, too. This was something I had done as well. The anxiety of just, like, oh, God, do I confess over over text? Do I call right now? I, what, I do I do? Is this... what do I do? What do I do? Awkward. <laughs> it's just this very awkward... Oh, Fuck, am I reading this right? Am I reading this wrong? Because in text, you can't, you really cannot read it unless you are like sure you know what this person sound like or is talking like when they say certain things. Because sometimes okay. when I know people well enough, I know what certain words they say mean. They mean they're in a good mood or like they're not feeling well or I fuck it. Does that I, mean I, that you just read all of my screen, all of my text to you in all caps? <laughs> No comment? Anyways, um... <laughs> that means yes. <laughs> he pleads the fifth. Anyways, but I'm just gonna say that cute little, like, when she's so excited, she's doing this cute little, yes, 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 so, It's so charming and cute, and it's just, like, this very awkward exchange with each other. And Steven See, does... now you're just imagining your girlfriend doing that to you. <laughs> I, I... Yeah, she probably has. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I love I, outright oh. see Steph is outright seeing me read text messages from Bruce, and I just literally just start <laughs> giggling on the bed like a five year old. Yeah. Um. In response to, I plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Plead Anyways, the fifth. as for Steven, Steven does a really good job being like that, uh, like romantic, uh, dumb idiot who's trying to read the room. And one of my favorite things that he says is because they're talking about is like. I, I get, like, maybe, like, you're really popular or maybe, like, you're gay or something like that. <laughs> and at some point, he's just pacing panically and he's just saying to himself, I'm not popular! I'm not gay! And I want a girlfriend! Friend. I'm like, oh my fucking god, my dude. And, and also, like, the fucking heart drop of, like, when they're trying to figure out, am I going to confess over text? It's yep. like, he's like, I want to meet you in person. Confessing over text is stupid. And she's like, I really, really like you over text. And you see the color drain from their face and you feel them <laughs> fucking die inside. But it's like, they're really cute and I love them. But it's like, could this happen? Th th <laughs> like, these are the, these, this is the couple. My mistake. Basically. Yeah, nowhere to run. I think I, I'm, 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 down, <laughs> girls. <laughs> down. Ladies. Simmer down, students. I'm I'm the one holding the leashes here. Thank I you. I thought you were holding the oh. collars. Hang on there. Well, how do we get the, the leashes? Where the collars go? the leashes. Holy shit, we're extra slutty tonight. I'm the one holding the collars, and sadly, this doesn't work on any of you because none of you are Gigi. If I said <laughs> that to Gigi, she'd probably say some things and feel very guilty. No, later. tapioca would certainly be used by this point. Oh, I didn't know Josh Gurley was in the stove. God damn it. <laughs> He's not actually, or he might be an actor. You don't or get the joke. <laughs> I, I'm, honey, I know. Believe me, I know. Anyways, point sure? is, uh, I, I think this is a cute couple, but they're one of the more frustrating ones to me because I feel like they start, they swerve the hardest out of any couple in this show. That's a lie. I. Yeah. I. I, I, uh, I gotta disagree with you too, hun. There is one argument you can maybe make, but I would argue by the end, 
they at least come to some sort of we are trying to meet each other or they are coming to terms. These two, it feels like by the end, they don't really know to look at each other. And that's frustrating. But I think Skylar and Steven do a very good job regardless. And our next pair of characters is Masafumi Akagi and Ryoko Kaji. Masafumi Akagi is the student council president and let's just say he is the he is alpha he is alpha with a capital triple a he he is the resident horny on main character here's the thing he is very horny but he is also concealing his power levels because if he ever like let it show that it would just be a not safe for work account on the entire student council and Ryoko Kachi, who is basically a delinquent girl who finds herself uh, sort of in a strange relationship with uh, Akaki at some point before it becomes an actual sort of... These two are sort of into each other and it becomes very sweet and they find common ground near the end. Playing the roles of Masafumi Akagi is Austin Tyndall and playing Ryoko Kachi is Felicia Angel. And you'll have heard Austin Tyndall as... Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Seiji Aino in Love Tyrant. Makoto Sunakawa from My Love Story. And Karma Akabane from Assassination Classroom. Which we can call this Student Council Alpha Karma. Ryoko Kaji is played by Felicia Angel. And Felicia Angel, you've heard as such characters as Manami Okuda from Assassination Classroom. Aoi Asahina from Danganronpa, and my beautiful troll child daughter who I love, Shinoa Hiragi from Seraph of the End. I was gonna say- Megan, no, no spoilers for the current Seraph stuff. I won't spoil that shit. Thank you. No, I was gonna say, I'm surprised you didn't- you did- <laughs> Oh! Ho ho ho! Oh ho ho! How the tides have turned. What? I'm surprised uh, Andrew didn't bring up Felicia's character from Love Tyrant, seeing as uh, most of the strike, like at least two of the three strike zones that got him turned on for her, gets is uh, basically his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me about this character. Okay. Uh, she's got short hair. Mm -hmm. She's short, pink hair. hair. She's got, got glasses. She mm -hmm. She's got crazy eyes. eyes uh, she's which you a don't have. She's a crazy. She more or less like. The character in Love Tyrant is immortal, and she stabs him a lot, and she gets off to it. So the short hair and glasses, got it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Anyways, uh... I mean, unless you got a secret double life I don't fucking know about. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Megan! Please start Why? us off. Please start us off. Fine, you're no fun. Oh, God, I love these two characters. These two are, like, I think the single most memeable people in the show. <laughs> Because how many of us have seen the You Take Cash <laughs> oh, like, God. image? Like, I actually have that as an emote on my Discord. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. I do have the You Take Cash as an emote because it's my, my favorite thing in the show. Which, fun fact, by the way, Tyndall's character in Japan is Ono Kencho. Um, ah, that's great. That makes a lot of sense. But I think Austin Tyndall does a really good job. And this is, like, one of the most subdued Austin Tyndall voices I've ever heard. Like, up there with Redacted, which I'm not allowed to talk about right now. Um, Thank you. 
but I, I genuinely love him. But to me, the real star between them is actually Felicia, who's this kind of like gang, like not gangster or Garu, but she's like the bad girl. Yankee girl. She's kind of like the Yankee girl. Like, and the thing is that he, he kisses her after smoking and tries to get her to like buy her love to which take the fucking money girl. Uh, but then you find out, like, she's genuinely trying to figure out, like, why he likes her and is kind of a tsundere about it. Um, but I, I just love that Felicia's, like, energy and kind of, like, more natural tone to this kind of wild child. And then she also gets a really nice, like, little mini, like, emotional yep. arc about wanting to suddenly go to college because she wants to be there with uh, Masafumi. And her mom, who's played by Jamie Markey, is like... Why the fuck do you want to go to college? I drink seven bottles of wine. She, like, okay. I, Ryoko's, Ryoko Kaji's mom is like the lady who's like got the, uh, is like a, a North American wine mom. Oh my God. Where like her personality is like, you know exactly what oh, I yeah. mean. I could see like, it for sure. Unfortunately, like, yes. It's like, why worry today, but you can whine about tomorrow and it's like a spilt wine glass. Oh my God. Like, that's what she she reminds me of. And would, would she be a mom who would unironically post minion memes on Facebook? Yes. Wow. Oh God, does your mom does your mom post minion memes, Steph? No. Oh God, no. please tell me she doesn't. Okay. I had good. to think about that because it sounds the like something she would do. No, it sounds like something my mom would do, which is the to hesitate part. and think about. Do our moms post minion memes? <laughs> I can safely say mine doesn't, because my mom doesn't even internet, so I'm happy about that. Good. Ha, jokes on you, my mom can't technology. <laughs> but Love no. you, mom. <laughs> my mom probably hears me and is like, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Um, no, but I, I really love them both. I think Felicia was really, really solid. And this is, again, one of the couples I wish that we got to see a little bit more of. Because I, I really like this dynamic between them where he is kind of this hidden pervert who wants to, like, grab her boobs and kiss her all the time. And, and the speech reads, like, well, I like you because you're rough around the edges. And you're not. And she's just like. <clears throat> like, I could see a little bit of, like, stuff in, in Ryoko a little tiny bit. but Really? Yeah. Oh, no. She's not the couple that you are. We're, we're not there yet. But we're not there yet. Go ahead. Go ahead, Roots. Yeah, I I really like just sort of the dynamic between um, Austin Tyndall and Felicia Angel here. Like, the, the sketches are funny just because Austin Tyndall takes it as far as he humanly can just to get a reaction out of Felicia. And, like, it just, it just works. It's funny. It's... Like, and at the very end, like Megan said, it was very endearing when, you know, she's trying to get into college after, you know, being perceived as, like, like, dropout fodder, I I guess would be a word for it. But, um, yeah, I, like, I, I really like Austin. The whole time, I was just thinking, like, Slow your roll there, Casanova. Sort of similar and playing off to the, the thing with Cardcaptor Sakura, but, like, except he's not 10. But, yeah. We'd have a very different conversation if he was 10 in this scenario. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord. But it, it's just great. It's, like, the sequences are very funny because, like, Austin Joel takes it to 11. Felicia and Jill plays, it, plays confused about it all very well. It's great. Thumbs up. Good job, guys. Alrighty. Steph? I'm trying to think, because, um... I, I, in my brain, these... The major couples that we have in the show each kind of fall under some kind of stereotype that we've seen at some point here. Um, I mean, in the case of um, Asahi and... Not Asahi, wow. Austin and Felicia, I can't talk right now. Uh, it's a mix of the good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Like, the good in this situation the good guy falling in love with the bad girl. Except we add a little extra hint of, like, it, Austin Tyndall's the secret slut <laughs> in the scenario. I'm pretty sure he he's very much the bad boy when you really think about uh, it. He's, he's the upstanding citizen and student council, like, everybody loves him. But, no, he he's, a, he's into some freaky shit. That's why I called him the secret slut. Because if we're going okay. stereotypical, oh so stere oh so this is itchy and juicy. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! Be honest. No, fuck you! No! <laughs> no! I, no! Uh, no! No! I I I need to I, I need a minute I need a minute no 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 simulation day two. Did real. you just okay. break my own boyfriend? What is this? I mean, I did it, fair. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Let's be I mean honest, though. Over let's under be honest on with Austin Tindall's character actually being a bottom. Dead man is totally a power bottom. Oh god. Okay, no, I I, I had to process that because okay. <laughs> Babe, are you uh, for, okay? For like our our resident uh, Gigi, who we love so dearly, recently got a relationship with a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Itchy Nader, and of the, what I know of the two of them, I could say it actually might be pretty accurate. <laughs> Gigi's Ryoko, and he's he's. He's Rossophobi. I'm not wrong. Let's be real. Like, his whole deal is that he's super, like, alpha and aggressive, and we know Gigi's super into that. And Gigi's, like, we love you, and this is probably getting cut. No, no, this has to <laughs> No, no, no. Go She's gonna beat the shit out of me. <laughs> Stop. No, what I'm trying to say with this is, is stereotypically... We have the good girl, no, no, sorry, the good guy and the bad girl, but you add in the little extra little flavor known as the guy being a secret slut at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, it adds a little extra flavor to make the dynamic different enough to keep it from being a stereotypical relationship. So, in terms of the performances here, I absolutely love them. Felicia doesn't often really get doesn't often get to play one a tsundere two the supposed bad girl of the show um she oh, nine times out of ten she's just like the sweet characters sometimes the older maternal characters too never the bad girl so that's a fun choice and as for <laughs> austin tyndall is deadpan is all hell half the time and it's the greatest it's one of the greatest things in the world because Austin Tyndall, we've seen Austin Tyndall be sarcastic and emote and be, like, 
traumatized and everything, we don't really ever see him go deadpan. This is Austin Tyndall as deadpan to me. <laughs> and I think it's really brilliant. And it makes for not only completely different and interesting performances for both these actors, but it makes the dynamic between them work so well to me. So, yeah, I absolutely love the performances here from um, Austin and Felicia. They are definitely one of my favorite couples in the entire show, performance-wise. Alrighty. Uh, I'll start with Austin, because it is very interesting to see, like, the show's got a very strong script, and just the fact that he is very, like, non- no-nonsense, no-bullshit in his delivery of some very interesting lines, whether they are silly or very much things you don't expect to hear, or even, like, aggressive, like, almost seem like they're going a little too far aggressively at times, because I like this character a lot. There's a couple of moments where it's like, I sometimes forget, okay, these two actually are into each other, but sometimes I forget that. I'm like, okay, this is getting a little awkward for me, but... Once then it's like okay no these two actually are into each other and this is mutual and that's cool but just hearing no nonsense Austin Tyndall say things like I'm not gay I tested that <laughs> or just nonchalant or, deadpan yep like literally like they basically do the what are you gay and instead of saying I'm not gay or ew that's gross it's like no I'm not gay I tested that yep. implying. He has had relations with other dudes just to see, like, am I into this? And I have confirmed, no, I am not. And then there's the question of how far did you go? But that's beside the point. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? Good, good for you to exploring your, being comfortable enough with yourself to explore yourself while you still have time to figure out yourself. Good on you, you fucking alpha student council weirdo, man. Also, another thing I love that he says is, had I been a player, you would have been played. <laughs> In the most no-nonsense yeah. fucking line. Like, God, how are you real? How are you real, motherfucker? But also showing that he does genuinely care and is the most forward and, like, probably most sexual, arguably, of, like, all the pairs is these two. And it's really interesting. But you also see he does care about her, like... There's a scene where it's like when he sees her struggling trying to do the test thing, it's like, I really want her to like try and work for this herself. I see she's really pushing herself. And then he's talking to Kyle. It's like, I can see you're really struggling not going to uh, to try and help her. It's like, yeah, I'm holding myself back. If I go up there to help her, I want you to punch me. And Kyle's just like, with pleasure. <laughs> and then there's Felicia. And Felicia is just... I really like Felicia Angel as an actress. It's very interesting to hear her play, like, the sort of Yankee, like, aggressive, delinquent girl who's got a softer side and is kind of giving more into and finding herself attracted to this very strange person. But the back and forth between these two is a lot of fun. They really play off each other exceptionally well. I think Felicia is just really charming, a lot of fun. She's aggressive, and she sounds very flustered and embarrassed. And also very, like cute and a little hot at times but also like i really love this the test taking scene that struggle of she knows she has wasted a lot of time for no reasons and the the idea of getting into a big school with somebody she really cares about seems foolish but it's something she really realizes she cares about and she wants to work at this and she's afraid she's not good enough or she doesn't deserve to be there or 
people will judge her differently or that why do why should a delinquent girl she be trying everybody's looking at her like she's just some dumb bitch who's not gonna get anywhere and then you see the classroom actually being supportive like she drops her she drops her eraser and she's like fuck it that's it i got nothing i'm a piece of shit i don't deserve any of this and it's like a student girl next to her is like hey teach uh somebody dropped her pet her thing it's like they're actually really helpful. It's like, I'm glad to see... The teacher's just like, I'm glad to see you're pushing yourself with your studies. I'm really proud to see that. And she just, like, breaks down crying. And it's like this really emotional thing. Like, And it's just a really interesting character. Like, these two make a very interesting pair. But it's like, I was actually really touched by her character especially. And I think Felicia's a really great actress. And seeing the work that she does with this, with... Kachi? I think it's Kachi. Yep is re really really interesting and really dynamic all in all pretty impressed with both austin and felicia they're very funny they're very romantic sexual and also very heartwarming too oh god now you really want to talk heartwarming let's talk about this next pair of characters okay i have to scroll back up again do 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 this is a big list people okay we are now going to talk about Takeru, Takeru Goda and Ayaka Kamine. These two are... Okay, how do we describe it? Uh, They're... No, this is who Roots and Megan are. <laughs> I, I'm, I will agree. These are the two who are Roots and Megan. Is the dude who is very sweet, but he is so fucking dead. And the girl who is very shy and flustered and very emotional about the relationship. Who's trying not to be too pushy, but it also gets very jealous and wants to be very clingy and romantic. And they get a lot of development and they are really cute and a lot of fun. And it's really sweet and I really like the anytime these guys are on screen. And they are played by none other than Rico Fajardo and Christy Kang. Rico Fajardo, you'll know as such characters as Takeru Fujiwara from Princess Stride Alternative, Mage Nanashiro from Dances with Devils, and Itona Horibe from Assassination Classroom. Christy Kang, you'll know as such characters as Levi from Fairy Tale, Mayuri Soda from Red Data Girl, and Maria Takayama from Hanagai. Now Megan. Man, it is really fucking weird to hear Christy Kang not be Levy. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it's very surreal. I am so used to Christy Kang as Levy. And this girl's got fucking blue hair. <laughs> yeah, that makes it all the more better. I love, I love, I love these two. Like, these two are my favorite characters in the show. Like, legitimately, like, my two favorite characters. Because they are, like, the actual sweetest couple in the entire show and she is just so caring and considerate and she wants to be like the perfect like princess girlfriend and he is just a fucking what color is the pink panther <laughs> <laughs> he is a moron he is moron he is sexual moron. no she's morosexual hmm. like i i love i love her in like, especially because, like, Christy's performance really made it for me. Like, I love every second of her as, as Ayaka Kamine. Like, she's sweet. She gets the crying. She gets the... Like, the part where she gets jealous about him and is just pouting. It's the cutest fucking shit. It's really and cute. She, and when she kisses him and she coughs. 
I felt so bad. Bad! Because that's like... I don't want to fuck this up when I kiss Roots for the first time. You didn't, though. Aww. Duh. I missed! I like got your chin! I didn't even hit the mark! It's okay though, it was still cute! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Steph's like, I, you gotta do this or get the fuck in the car, the cops are coming! <laughs> Megan exposing herself on stream, I respect that. Oh my god. No, First kisses are always awkward, alright? Let's get that straight out of the way right now. Let's rip that yeah, bandaid off. Fair, fair, fair. Okay, we're gonna rip the bandaid off. First kisses are fucking awkward, alright? They are always like, awkward and almost like, always terrible. Ruth is a lot like Goda. Like, he's not as dense as Goda, thank God. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I've asked what color blue raspberry is, so... <laughs> so cute. Oh Stop it. That's hilarious and that's great. precious. Like, like <laughs> fuck. Let's, uh, let, let's I, I say let's get it, let's go back to uh, I'm trying! Okay. But like, Enrico is like, says Goda who's just like, he's like such the little warrior man. Like, the first time he like they, they kind of confess, he literally like prostates himself to this girl. <laughs> He's like honest. He's like, if I've done anything to offend you, please tell me. And which is like, if you've never met Rico in person, he's like a lot more hyperactive. Oh yeah, and maybe absolutely. like his character Suramaru or like Kotaro, which Gota is kind of like Leon from Garo. If the stick, at, if the stick in his ass wasn't on fire. <laughs> God, you're fucking it's, right. It's, you're, it's accurate. And. And he's so sweet in the part where he's like, did I do anything to upset her? She's not at my at her spot. And like, I think the one other moment that kills me is with him and another character. Like, They're at the park and these other two characters are like spying on them. And they're all like, when, did, when is Kamine so forward? And when is uh, Koda so doting? And at the end, it's like, what are you guys doing here? Just passing through. What are you guys doing here? Uh, just passing through. <laughs> I love them so much because that's just like me and Roots and it's just the sweetest shit in the world. Alright. Boyfriend, go. <laughs> okay, so... I'm, like he's just dying over there. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like, the story arc between these two, it, it reminds... It reminds me of a... <laughs> What does it remind you of? It reminds us of it reminds me of our first date. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Saturday at Anime Talk. Boston, where we we left a pub that we were having dinner with everybody else at. Oh god! And we went for oh my god! We okay. For uh, we went for dessert at um <laughs> at the hotel. The, hotel the lobby. Yep. I remember this part. And, uh... I make fun of her gacha luck. <laughs> he did. He's like, man, your luck sucks. And she sucks. just ordered a piece of cake and ate it in front of me. <laughs> like, with this pout <laughs> like, on my by, face. Like, by the time we found them, 
we, in the hotel lobby, like Megan was still like all, like half at least halfway through the cake. It was the funniest shit. And then she was like, "I got this cake because Roots wouldn't stop teasing me about my gotcha look." And I'm then making him adorable. suffer. And then I'm just and then Gigi like, was... <laughs> I'm just like, oh, whoa. I'm so weak. <laughs> You, please, please make sure you're coming for Anime Boston. It's a trip. So, Andrew. I will try. If you ever wondered why Megan and I spam you with uwu so much, <laughs> this is why. That's why. So, so what you're saying is I should blame Cake forever for ruining yes. this fucking shit. Okay, fuck, fuck you, Cake. Ice cream's okay. so much better. Now, uh, going, now back, back on, on track. Back on track to the actual review, the reason why we're here. Um, like, they're really cute together. I like Rico Faro just, like, he's just so beautifully dumb and dense here. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. And I'm like, that's me. I don't know what I'm doing in a relationship. I'm just kind of winging it. And Megan sticks by me. You're doing very well, and I love it's, you. It's great. I love you, that's why. <laughs> you put up with me being very, very horny for anime boys and girls. And I appreciate it. And you that. also survived her making you suffer watching her eat cake. But it's just... I've, do I've done a lot worse suffering-wise. True. I've... It's, uh, it's really great and really cute. Like, they're both... They both don't know what they're doing, and it's just—I'm uh, in a glass case <laughs> of emotion. Oh my god! Basically, we, you really yeah. like them. Can we please cosplay as Goda and Kamine? <laughs> we'll see. So, all right. But yeah, real good. Thumbs up. I'm gonna just be all gooey inside until the next segment now. All right, you you two be gooey together. Oh god, oh god. Okay, that did not turn out the way I was meaning wow. it to. Oh no, 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 babe. no, babe. Damn. no. Damn, I said he gave me cake for the first date, not a cream pie. <laughs> <sighs> Shit. The one time I wasn't even trying. <laughs> Stephanie, good job. Please sweetie. take this mic. Please take the mic and please. Tell us your I can't take the mic. You're in Jersey. <laughs> I can't take the mic. Anyway. It's a figure of speech, sweetie. Just talk. I know. I'm just screwing with you. Um, Andrew is slowly dying inside. <laughs> he's just slow. He's just like he's just retracting into his chair or his shell or something. Like, God damn it. No. Um, the best way I can describe this pairing these two are sugar. Like, <laughs> they are just way too sweet. It's not even funny. Um, it's, if there was a dynamic I could probably describe with this pairing would be, what about it? It would be the over emotional and then the not so emotional. 
is kind of what this, to me, what this pairing seems like to me. But you add the fact that Rigo's character is a little bit of a dum-dum <laughs> and can't read the room sometimes. And then Christy's character is just, excuse me, I pick up some. She's not only really sweet, but she's, she's all of the qualities of a girlfriend that girls fear being. The clingy, over-emotional, the jealous type, all this kind of stuff. But it's take it's played off at a level that actually makes sense and it's good for comedic effect. Um, Dynamic-wise, like Megan was saying, I'm used to Christy Kang being Levy McGarden <laughs> for fairy tale. Like, that's the biggest thing I think she's ever done. But her as uh, Kamine is just so sweet, so adorable, it's precious. And then Rico... Because, again, Rico is a, usually a ball of energy. But him being <laughs> the sincere dum-dum. <laughs> the very sincere and sweet dum-dum. With, like, more... He's also... I think he's also, in terms of tone, one of the more... Also another one of the more deadpan characters to an extent. But, um... It's very... It, it's very adorable. This pair is fucking sugar. <laughs> like, there's no way around it. They are sugar... It is bad for you. If you have too much, you'll get cavities. But they don't give no shits. <laughs> They're gonna be sweet and adorable all day long. So, yeah. Uh, this is a fun little pairing as well. And I enjoyed it. Hmm. If I had to describe uh, the pair of Rico Fajardo and Christy Kang's characters in uh, Super Nintendo Children, I would describe them as one giant Cinnabon cinnamon roll. There it is. They are delicious and sweet. They are too pure for the And earth. will rot your teeth, but it is also very messy. The organization on top of this structure is falling apart. It very much feels like it's going to melt at any second. And it the structure does not seem like it'll last. It's very sticky all over. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Andrew, you're I'm, going, I'm, you are going into I'm, way much detail right now, sweetie. I'm losing track of this metaphor yes, right are. now. The point I'm making is, uh, Rico Fajardo is this very, like, he's kind of quiet, but very delectable, delightful, dorky guy who cannot read the room at all. But he just realizes something else where it's like, oh no, I'm making this cute girl cry. That's not right. I'm sorry. We can make this work out. Wait, we're dating now? Oh no, shit. Oh fuck. You don't have to wait for me? Oh oh god, did you thought we were gonna break up? No, I I just I just wanted to hold hands and not be sweaty. Oh, you wanna kiss? You wanna click no, no, it's cool. It's like here's what it is. Rico is kinda chill and doing everything and like chill and regardless, but Christy's a really interesting character because her whole deal is she wants to be like the very cute, like perfect princess girl. But it's like, oh no, I actually really am getting kind of jealous. I don't like seeing like the girls fawning over you because you're like you're very handsome and stuff. But I get a little jealous of that. I want you to pay attention to them double as much as you pay attention to me. And it's like, I, I don't want to be clingy and annoying and stuff, but I really care for you and I do get jealous. And I feel the fact that they're really open about that is really commendable and endearing. And Christy is really interesting because I don't get to hear her that much. But she's really good and she does a lot 
with this character. She's emotional. She's silly. She's dorky. She's jealous. And she's cute as shit. Rico Fajardo is a great actor who I'm, I'm aware Rico Fajardo is a great actor. Christy, I really don't get to hear in as much, but she's fantastic as this character. Is probably like one of like the standout surprise performances of this dub. And I think both of these two are delectable and amazing and cute as shit. And probably like one of the ones that gets the most screen time, rightfully so. I will totally, I will totally end up cosplaying as a, as a... Kamari and Kamine. Okay, now starting our next couple, which is not as lucky, but they do get a lot of interactions with each other. We have Takuro Sugawara and Chizuru Takano, who are these are very much a you fucking idiot, you fucking morons, you like each other, just say it, you fools, kind of relationship. Now Kiev. But they're adorable. Now kiss, basically. But they get are- Get on with it! Get on they are... with it! Get on with it! They are adorable and charming, and I wish them love and happiness. And playing the roles of Takeru Sugawara is Anthony Bowling, and playing Chizuru Takano is Sarah Wiedenhef. Anthony Bowling has played such characters as Gaku Isahara from Hanabato, Kei Hanada from Honda-kun, and Manabu Sakuma from Ping Pong the Animation. And Sarah Wiedenhef has played such characters as Elena Fujisawa from Hanabato, Azusa Murasaka from Orange, and Ruby Kurosawa from Love Live Sunshine. Megan. Oh my god, these two just need to fucking say it already. <laughs> Jesus Lord Almighty. Like, okay, this is gonna sound really weird because it's me and I, as we all know, um... Okay, I have to ask. This is gonna sound really, really weird. Have you guys- do you guys know what the American woodcock is? No. Okay, explain. Okay, so an American woodcock is this, like, really awkward little bird that, like, honks. <laughs> oh, okay, okay like, kind of, like, yeah. beat honks. Yeah, you know that video where it's like, and that little bird goes, yeah. eh. Nope. Okay. So, uh, fuck, where was I going? Shit. Fuck. You okay? I was going, no, because I was going somewhere with that and I, okay. Oh, no, 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 I what it is. So basically, I'm like, I make like American woodcock noises for sort, for... oh my god, I almost like sword art online. <laughs> We're not tired, I folks. do not beat for sword art online. It's not late at night. Wow! Holy shit! You you get home for Toonami two weeks in a row and see two weeks in a row. <laughs> two weeks in a jibu woe. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Two weeks in a jibu woe. <laughs> to uh to uh Kirito and his uh twink nobody friend Yujio trying to whack their wood in the woods. Megan. Whack their giant wood in the woods. Megan, we're confused. And you confused Token Ronbu for fucking sword art. Oh we we we. <laughs> Come on, I, there, okay, I want to no. keep, so keep this one. basically, okay, basically, look, I'm just saying that Anthony Bowling's character just looks like an adult, like, a teenage version of his character for fucking Token Ronpu. Oh my god, you're right. A, he's, I'm not wrong. You can't pay me to say I'm wrong. And he's adorable, and I really love his character, and I like how he plays this guy as, like, kind of dorky and yet so relaxed, and Sarah Wheatonaf just plays 
this girl, Chizuru, as just so very soft and very sure of herself, who then slowly becomes unsure of herself and realizes that she likes this guy. And the part where, okay, how, why the fuck would you stick the thermometer in your boobs? I mean, you can hold them there pretty easily. No, but why would you, why not stick it in your mouth like a normal fucking human? Um, but no, I, I genuinely enjoy them. I, I don't know why I can't say other than that. I think that their performances are naturalistic and soft and, and very good and very sweet. And that's all I can really say about them. So go ahead, Roots. Yeah, I very much have to agree. Like, this was, like, I'm going to be honest, of the couples, this is my favorite. Interesting. Like, I really like that they kind of slow burn their their relationship development. But because it made that last episode so rewarding. Like, for a story like this, the payoff has to work. And dear God, did it work. Like, I was... When the, when the credits were rolling and they're like, actually... Oh yeah, you know what? I'll go to the beach. I just have to go get a swimsuit. And then she's just like, yeah, so do I. Like, I was, I was actually kind of almost in tears. <laughs> like, it, it was, it was, really, it was sweet. really sweet, really beautiful, and, like, Anthony Bowling and Sarah Wheaton have did a fantastic job as the both of them. Just let those awkward kids be awkward kids. It's just too cute. Like, thumbs up, guys. Just, just so good so pure mm-hmm. too pure for this world our <laughs> indeed Steph I think what's interesting with this pairing here is um I honestly think out of all of the couplings in here this one has probably the most heartfelt story behind it because when you look at it, you have the guy who wants to confess his feeling, but there's the girl who just, not only does she not quite understand, like, or get the subtle hints, she doesn't exactly think highly of herself, and it's a very, it makes for a very interesting story, where this girl slowly realized, like, actually taking notice to this person who's actually been noticing her this whole time, and it's this slow and nice progression. There's not... This is one of the few couplings where there's not a lot of comedic elements to it, which makes it a very... makes it very... It makes for a nice breath of fresh air in a highly comedic show. Having at least one coupling that is, while there are still some bits of humor to it it does have more more complexity and more a little bit more drama to it and um in terms of anthony and sarah they really carried this perform like they carried this couple very well like they had a very strong dynamic they were both cute and innocent and just naive as to the way of how things work and it's one of those will they it is a will they won't they couple and it just works so well having this different dynamic 
with this this general kind of stereotype in a way and giving its own little spin to it. So kudos to both Anthony and Sarah because it's so it's so precious and so adorable and it's one of the one of the better side stories and plot lines in the entire show. So I do I do love this one very much. All right. So I need to pull up my notes because it's a big fucking document, you guys. You've been saying that the entire night. It's four fucking pages, and like two of it is just the setup. So, starting with Anthony. Anthony is very much, he has a very interesting, distinct voice where he just, he sounds naturally like, nervous and unsure of himself and he just sounds like he is a teenager who's like he will fumble his words and then just feel like he's going to die immediately that's that's what i hear from that kind of voice and i think anthony does a very stellar job fitting into the part of his character sarah's really interesting because sarah like i said i know sarah weedenhef is a very talented actress but I also knew for like a, a while she got very squeaky, high-pitched girls, like very like squeak, squeaky, gre like gremlins or squeaky, high-pitched girls. And her character in Suriduri Children is a much more softer, pretty down-to-earth and kind of aloof character, like. Also kind of a little bit listless, like Tanaka-kun level listless in a way, where she's a little dazed and confused about the way of the world, dazed and confused about this guy who is very clearly trying to confess himself, and she just, she doesn't really see herself as interesting or attractive or worth it. And then kind of just sort of steadily realizing there might be something there. I might actually, I'm, I'm look, locking eyes with him. Is he looking at me? I don't think he's looking at me, and he's like, ah, shit, I really want to look at her. That pool episode is really cute, because he's like, oh, god, she looked really cute, and they can't stop looking at each other. And then at the end, when she does the race thing, it's like, actually, wait, no, I was looking at you the whole time. And then Rico's like, sorry, I'm not him. Do you want me to pass it on for you? <laughs> and that was, like, the one joke in that segment. It's like, sorry, it's me. Whoops. You want me to pass that along? It's like, no, no, no Run please. away, run away. Abort, abort. Uh, you tried your best and you don't succeed. God damn it! <laughs> when you get what you want, but not what you what need. You but no, it's like while they don't. When you feel so tired, oh. but you can't sleep. Okay. I feel so tired, but, but I can't sleep yet. <laughs> yes. Anyways. Stuck uh, on podcast. Okay. Hang on, I'm almost done. It's that while these two don't technically get together by the end of their story arc. They are one of the more important ones because, like, the last episode is involved around two different couples sort of coming to terms with each other. And I think these two have a very great, like, it's, steadi it's steadily growing arc, but there is something building between these two. And it is beautiful and it is sweet. And I really do wish the best for these two naive idiots and I wish them the best and all that. Uh, but yeah, Anthony and Sarah were fantastic. And now it's time to talk about <laughs> the best fucking pair in the show, yes! or at least one of the most dynamic arcs of progression in the entire show. P 
period is the comedy duo Chiaki Uchimura and Kana Ijima. Holy shit. They're introduced like two episodes in and they are like the strongest impact in the entire show. They think they're going out for a year and then it's like, oh no, they were doing a bit and then they're actually going out. And then they're so like... So this is actually Andrew and Steph. This um, is actually this is me actually, and Stephanie. Yes. This is... There is no, there is no getting yeah. around it. That is actually yep. us. Period. Like, I think, what was it? When I was watching this show the other night and I was saw like the first like five minutes with these characters i'm like andrew this is you and me like there's no going yep. around it it's yep. you and okay me. like i want you guys i want you guys to understand that when steph came to me and said i think i have a crush on andrew my exact reaction back to her was well what no fucking shit <laughs> anyways she was, like, she was like no it wasn't that obvious and i literally like i wasn't looking her in the eyes but i might as well have been looking at her in the eyes hands on my shoulder and going Y'all motherfuckers cuddled like crazy during Toonami. Anyways, moving on. Gotcha. Okay, <laughs> so, so Chiaki, Chiaki is played by Kyle Agnesi, and Kana Ichima is played by Allison Victorin. Kyle Agnesi is played such characters as Karu Hanasaki from Cheer Boys, Shun Hanamori from Kado the Right Answer, and Kentaro Tachibana from Hanabato. Uh, Allison Victorin has played such characters as Kana Altair from Soul Eater Not, Gasper Bloody from High School DxD, and Kuroko Shirai from A Certain Scientific Railgun. Megan, start us off. I want to say this is like one of the first or second times I've ever gotten to talk about Kyle Ignasi. I don't remember if... Did we try to talk about him on Cheer Boys? Yes, we, uh, uh, did we, yeah, we should have. I, I think we did talk about Kyle Ignasi. You weren't on that episode. Shut your mouth. Maybe. In um, general. I can't remember if I know you got. I know the rest of you have because you've you've been on episodes for like Hikata Tsukasi Ramens and all those. <clears throat> we did an episode on that. Calm you, calm you, titties. Sorry. Um, no, I love the living shit out of these two. They are some of the funniest dynamic performances in the whole show. Like, let's just bring it up. The part where they try to have yep. sex is some of the most raw humanly funny shit you'll ever watch in an anime. Like, the part where it's just good god almighty where she's like, he's like, I got a good look when you showed me earlier. <laughs> Shut up! And they're trying to, like, be flirty with each other and then by the way, it is Allison Victorin who delivers with, like, some of the greatest delivery I've ever heard of Did I wear my good bra yep. To which, gentlemen, if I may take a, a small second to TED Talk. <laughs> Go ahead. You may. you may. You may. Gentlemen, when we wear certain bras and undies, it's a sign. Sometimes that sign says, take it slow. Unwrap me like a fine gift. The other time, it's like, hey, you six-year-old 90s kid, there's an N64 waiting on the other side. Tear me open, you wild <laughs>
good. I. Are you sure? That <laughs> that Wait, is okay? that is comedy gold. And oh my god, uh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, Megan, okay. Megan I, are you okay? I love you because you, you you as silly as it is, you right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's just make that a baby. Kidding. All of us. Oh, just kidding. I'll be making out with boobs. <laughs> so back on track. <laughs> anyway. Back on track and not talking about how you undress your lady friends. <laughs> Chris. Um, just, I think the other thing that really endears me to both Kyle and uh, Allison's performance is that they are actually the only people who go through a breakup in the yep. whole show. And it is a heart-breaking breakup, too. Like... The, it, like he pushes it too far she gets upset she's like we're done he she and they kind of go through that weird anime like coincidence obviously to keep it rolling but especially kyle in the last episode just nails the speech where he's like no i don't want to go back to the way things were and you can you can see allison like you can hear it in like the way that she gasps and stuff that she's waiting for the heartbreak but no he doesn't because he wants to be a better person for her and just the line, couples like that don't stick together yep. for long. And you know that he's he that they're going to get back together, but he's doing it not because, hey, we've been friends for forever and we're this comedy routine, but no, because I genuinely love you. I genuinely fucked this up between us. I'm sorry. And it was like, that's where I almost started crying. Mm. And I think Kyle was, is Kyle, Allison, and and definite, are definitely up there with uh, Christy for me as, like, the best performance of the show. So, go ahead, Roots. Like, man, that last arc with them mm -hmm. was one of the most anxiety-ridden things that I didn't expect to see in a show like Surrey Dairy Children. Like, holy crap. And, you know, kind of like Maisie and Allison Victorin, they had to, like, they had to take the highs that they had in the first half of their story arc and like flip it on its head. And I'm, I'm really impressed by it. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to make a very bad joke here, but. <laughs> when have we ever? When have we not? Fucked up the second half of that story arc is what you did. Look at it. It has anxiety. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. That got dark. Uh, I love you. But yeah, it's Jesus. like... This was one of those weirdly beautiful things that you really... You really don't see anime get right a lot. Because, like, mm -hmm. it is a very brutal breakup. Like, the only thing I don't like about it is just the sheer number of anime coincidences that show up to keep them from making up until I, I think episode. I think episode I think episode 11 was at least a good balance of like this is frustrating but it's a good bit episode 12 was like okay his phone's dead too now you're pushing it a little bit like I honestly feel like some of that could have been allocated to one of the other couples who didn't have a lot of spotlight but that's just me I think, mm -hmm. like, personally, I think that segment right before the end 
drew out just a little bit too long, but I, as for the performances, like, top-notch. Like, both of them did really great job. Thumbs up. Excellent. Steph. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, aside from me freaking the fuck out that this is basically... That Kana is basically me. Um, this is... This pairing is not only fun to watch in terms of their relationship and the progression of their relationship and the breakup, so the ups and downs of it all. This one is probably among one of the most relatable. Like, similar to um, Sugawara and Ta Takano, um, aka Anthony and Sarah, Kyle and Allison portray a very, I think, like, something that's really realistic. Because, um, going from... Mis like going from misunderstanding to actual relationship to like try like trying to figure this out to basically fucking up, breaking up, and then just like coming to a realization that hey no this is not what I want I need to fix this and then like basically by the end of it it gets it at least gets fixed. It's there's so many ups and downs with this one story arc and. Both Kyle and Allison portray that beautifully, in my honest opinion. Like, the fact that, one, I get to talk about talk about Kyle Nacy again, is always a fun thing. Because I really like him as an actor and I want to see more things. And in one of the very few occasions where we get to talk about Allison Victorin, uh, always love Allison Victorin, she's a fantastic actress too. But, the... Dynamic, the personality the dynamic is there, and this is how realistic it got for me. So, when Chiaki decides to, uh, quote-unquote, drink alcohol, and uh, he tries to kiss Kana and play this off, and she basically smacks him in the face. I wanted so badly to punch Chiaki in the face, that's how believable it was to me. Oh, wow. Because I was just like, if I was in that kind of situation, I would have been, been pissed. pissed. I would have been absolutely pissed. I would have socked the person in the face and then just be like, yeah, we're done. I'm not dealing with this. So, lesson of the day for Andrew, never do that. <laughs> Please and thank you. Um, just just TED Talk. Don't fake drunk and kiss your girlfriend and laugh about it because it's not it's fucking not awful. funny. Not funny. But, um... I just like the ups. I just really like this. Their relationship is just a roller coaster the entire time. And it's a fun ride, despite some of the stupidity that happens along with it. Um, and yeah, for me, this is definitely the most relatable couple out of the entire show. And um, in all honesty, my favorite couple and my favorite performances of the entire show. I think what really stands out to me about this couple in particular is this to me feels like a lot of this stuff is really fun and adorable and engaging and interesting. This is the couple that feels like this is a show that's doing something that you really don't kind of get to see specifically in like an earnest vanilla romance conversation is 
sexuality mm-hmm. and that there is attraction there. The whole scene of them basically just being like, all right, let's just fucking do it. Th- and the the thoughts going through their mind, the th- like, he's thinking about, does my breath stink? How do I look? God, her boobs are really big. Oh God, I got a fart. Do I got a fart? Damn <laughs> I it, I forgot that sucked. was a thing that was said. <laughs> I gotta go to poop. <laughs> yes, that happened too. And it's just like them really just, trying to make this work. And it work. was just and like so also, beautifully awkward too. It's so beautifully awkward, but it's like, I believe this is a real couple that would do a situation like this. It also feels oddest where it's like, oh, th- like, oh, wait, I actually had some condoms in, uh, in my purse. My, my purse. Oh, okay, cool. And then when they're trying to do things, it's like, oh, Kata, dear, are you okay? Do you need, do you have any, are, are you on your pill? Do you want to borrow some of mine? Which is awkward, but it's like, what a supported mom. <laughs> and it wasn't even her mom. It wasn't even her mom. It was his mom. It's like. Look, she 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 knows a good uh, daughter-in-law when she sees one. Um, but yeah, right, no. Um, look, your kids Allison... are gonna do it. Might as well do it safe. Safe, basically. But yeah, no. Don't I... have sex. If you have sex, you'll get pregnant and you'll die. Basically, but no. I've seen Breaking Dawn. No, that... I've read Breaking Dawn. That's why I like this show. Is that it actually is willing to show how that works and not really like make it awkward anime bullshit it's just oh this is just two kids that are in a relationship that are into each other that want to make this work that actually want to share an intimate moment fail but try but and it's beautiful and earnest and i respect the hell of that and this couple in general they feel like best friends who are just really into this comedy stuff who are also into each other it's like they they are in a relationship and it's awkward but they don't stop being that close friendship and the chemistry between the two like when they're doing jokes and they're just doing that banter when they're doing the whole thing the sports bit about being in the bar it's just it is so awkward and it's like just the lo- they say some of the funniest things in the fucking show like Allison's being like if you're that desperate and horny let's just do it get your butt over here and give me a hickey and also just fucking get over here and give me a hickey let me give you yep. a hickey and then fucking Kyle's like everybody poops there's a book about it <laughs> that's like one of my favorite, favorite lines it's like they say they they're so funny and extra but I believe this is a real relationship I believe all of it I believe the I, be- I don't believe that they thought they were dating for a year. That's anime bullshit. But when they got together, I believe that they were awkward in trying to figure this out. I believe that they- that awkward first time was out of genuine, like, love and attraction. I believe that the awkward phase of trying to figure out what do I do next. I believe the fact that he fucked up in this relationship. That they're mad at each other, but they also don't want to stay mad because they really care about each other. That they that beautiful scene at the end where they open up and they're like, I really want to make this work. You are somebody I care about about and I want this to work I fucked up I really feel bad you'll reject me a hundred times I will say I love you a hundred and one times and it's beautiful and god fucking damn it it's it's powerful it's hilarious it's it's romantic it's sensual it's beautiful it's terrible it made me feel things it made me laugh it made me almost want to cry these two are like one of the strongest pairs in the show and they are the encapsulation that this is a very special series. Yeah. It's, and it's really funny. It's really earnest. It, and it's really, really open about a lot it, of things that you would not see. And it stuff goes back like to what I was saying more at the start of the show. Despite it being a comedy series, it's very grounded in realism. It really is. And I think 
but yes, Allison and Kyle were fantastic, and I think it's time to bring this to final thoughts. Megan. Man, I don't know how I followed up. That was genuinely one of the sweetest things I think I've ever heard you say. Mm. I'm just sitting here, just in a corner, like, aww. Aww, you stupid, <laughs> hetero. You love your girlfriend. Uh, you, you is that, is that fucking... What, is that the, is you, that the moral you of the story you got out of it? You filthy, raging bisexual. You love your pug man in a coat. <laughs> I do. I love my Yo. boyfriend. I love my boyfriend very much. He's so... I love you too, hon. Anyways. No, I, I'm really happy we did... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, I love this show so very much. The show is like, literally, I think at one point I literally texted Andrew, please preserve this show and, so that when the aliens come, they know what comedy is. <laughs> um, this show is is, abs is an absolute heartfelt riot. Like, I am so mad that this doesn't have a second season because... You, this is like one of the best short anime ever made, if not one of the best comedy anime out there. If you are someone who, fuck me, I put the wrong version of the song on in Udapri. God damn it. <laughs> ah! are, you, are you trying to tier two? Excuse me, I'm like in like tier, tier two. Look here, please I just started. Pl please keep from tearing for at least a couple of minutes. We're you almost can't at the home stop me, babe. Anyway. I'm auto playing. I'm auto playing too. Uh, no, this sh I think that Tabitha in in Dallas and Deborah with this cast absolutely knocked this out of the park. There is one maybe bad perform. There's like one genuinely like not very good performance, but this is a strong ensemble. I think this is some of the best work of Kyle Ignesi, uh, Allison Victor, and and especially Christy Kang, who good God Almighty, if this is proof that she needs to be in more shit besides Fairy Tale. Like, I don't know, I don't know her situation, fortunately, so I don't know why she's not in more shows, but, like, holy shit, if this is a show that, like, if you have never heard of Christy Kang before this day, like, please watch the show to, to see her act acting. This show is absolutely gorgeous. Also, be buy this show whenever it's on sale. It's, like, usually 20 bucks, you fuckers. It's, a, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's being a short show helps. Like, like, literally, you need to fill, do you need to fill your cart to get over to 50 bucks there on right go. stuff? Yes, Put this do it. Yeah. Uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, no, the show is great. This dub is fantastic. Honestly, like, I think I gave it one of my best ensemble casts, like, when you're at the dubbies. And I firmly stand behind that. Just A plus, a plus work. Yeah, Oops. this is, um, this is a very funny, emotional, sincere, it's, it's a beautiful dub. And, like, for a very beautiful, sincere, funny show. Like it's, it's just really good, and I, I, there's not a lot of bad things I can say about it, other than like the other show that's pretty funny in other ways, not getting a dub for whatever reason, but, but legal yeah. shit's weird. But this one in particular, really good, really fun. Do check it out. Buy it when you can, because, you know, you're going to get a cart that's like 30, 40 bucks and you're going to need free shipping. So go ahead. Like, I would blind watch this. It's that good. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up, guys. Solid effort. Steph. Sorry, yawning. Um, 
How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? For shame. Um, no. Um, yeah, this is... It's so cute and adorable. And it's absolutely hilarious. But the show itself is hilarious, but again, has is depicts actual, like, real realistic situations and realistic relationships. Um, but makes it... Gives it enough comedic flair to it that it's not, like, over-dramatized or, like, heavy in the emotions and stuff like that. But... <sighs> okay. Home stretch, honey! I know, honey. I'm trying. I'm doing on. so well. You can do it. Ugh. Okay. But, um... But in terms of the dub itself, the ensemble cast is amazing. I don't think we really talked about the ensemble too, too much. It's a very, very diverse casting of of mostly, like, rel at least for the time it was this, this was being dubbed, relative newcomers, voices you don't hear too often, and the occasional, like, veteran voice actor here and there. But the majority of it is, like, mostly underutilized actors or fresh faces. And I that's something I really love, because it gives... It gives something completely different to the dub, and it with everything, the script and the direction, everything, it still keeps the realism intact and the realistic relationships of these characters um, with that comedic flair, and it's something I really, really appreciate. So, I'm gonna say, y'all need to buy this. It's actually really easy to marathon, in all honesty. Um, like, yeah, yeah. I honestly wish there was a mode that was... I wish there was, like, a marathon mode on the disc yeah. for this that just played the opening once and the ending once at the very, very end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's, like, what, two and a half-ish hours to get through? If that. And guess how long this episode is probably going to be. Ha! <laughs> Timing. Um, but no, at the end of the day, it's really... It's really sweet. It's really endearing. And it does... The dub, it does very well depicting these realistic situations and these realistic relationships in a very fun and comedic way. So, huh. oh, shush. May I take, might I take the baton, dear? I was about to say one last, I was about oh, to say no. one last, oh. I was about to say one last sentence. So, you should definitely watch this show. It is adorable and the dub is just A+. Now you can take the baton. Alrighty. Thank you, sweetie. You Anyways, um, so this is a very funny show. It's also very genuine and sincere and very earnest in a lot of ways of awkward, like, romances in general. It's, like, this has given me some gut busters I never thought possible until I first saw some of these scenes. Like, the scenes, anytime there's a cell phone going on, I think I'm gonna laugh my fucking ass off. Um, but also some genuine, like, drama, some really interesting romantic developments, some very unique types of relationships. Not every one of these characters is the same in how they approach these things. Some better than others, and it's really interesting. But this is just, this is a crazy ensemble cast of characters speaking really funny things, really exaggerated, really fast. And the script needs to match that, and the performances need to match that. And I'd say T Tabitha, for like one of her like first solo dubs, this is an extremely commendable project. And I think 
for the most part, save like one or two awkward like voices in the ensemble. Everybody else sounds fantastic and amazing and really, really enjoyable. It's a huge, this is a lot of people to work with too. Yeah. And I'd say they sound amazing. It, this is a this is a show. And everyone sounds distinct yep. from each other. It, for the most part, it's, yeah. It's almost like, it's almost token Rambu levels of casting and diversity here. Diversity. Almost. Thankfully not that many. But I say uh, Suri Dory Children is a fantastic show. Uh, you can watch it on Funimation Now and Crunchyroll, or you can buy it on DVD and Blu-ray. You can also, if you would like to continue the manga, if you're thinking to yourself, fuck, I want more of this, I believe it has been licensed in the United States by Kodansha Comics. Yes, and I believe it is only digital only. I, I'm not sure if it's only digital, but I will check that later, make sure. But at the very least, there is a legal way to support the official release and get the manga. And it is absolutely worth your time. It's beautiful, hilarious, charming, and is absolute delight. And this dub is fantastic. And that we will call tonight. If you would like to watch more of what we do, you can find us over on YouTube at Dub Talk Podcast. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and ring the bell. You can find us also on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and I think I'm missing Tumblr. one more. Tumblr, thank you, sweetie. That's dead. Tumblr may as well be dead, but that's beside the point. As for all of us, where can you find us individually? Megan. You can follow me at Queener2 where I shitpost and talk about how much I love my damn boyfriend. Roots. You can find Roots of Justice on the Twitter at Roots of Justice. Um... I'm also kind of building a computer right now, and I'll probably be talking about the actual process of building it, because I'm getting the parts right now as this episode comes out. Um, I plan to use that for interesting things in the future, so stay tuned. I look forward to you be able to rendering something that doesn't take 24 hours. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be nice. I'm also probably going to be building a PC based off of what he builds. Uh, okay. Uh, Steph. My name is Stephanie. I am also known as Lay Like My Sum. You can follow me on Twitter at Lay Like Anime Review with review being spelled R-E-V-U-E. I also have a blog, lifeandtimesotaku.wordpress.com, which I need to update. It's been forever. Um, but yeah, you can follow me for a bunch of random things. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> And my name is Andrew, a.k.a. Classy Spartan. You can find me over on Twitter at Mangaman9000. You can also find me as a moderator and community manager for the Funimation forums and Discord. I am also another co-host for a podcast for Surreal Resolutions Podcast ONA alongside fellow Dub Talk podcast alumni, Jet. And with that, I think... We can call it a night. Oh my god, we so, are at about two and a half hours. Shit. I think we are We are all feeling nice. We ni did it. We are feeling nice. We did it, guys. We came on time. <laughs> <laughs> we came. We all, yes. Oh my god. All four of us came at the exact time we said we would come. We came. And we god all came. Is great. We, ca <laughs> we all came together. We all came together. And honestly, it, what more could you want on a white day? God, Andrew! God damn it. Go sit Andrew. in the corner. 
It's a nice day for a Andrew, white If wife. I knew your goddamn Corner. middle name, I would go full name on you right now, Andrew. Anyways, look, oh, y'all are bad. Y'all are bad. But I was a very, I was a very benevolent uh, master for oh, tonight. Oh Jesus Christ! Kept... Here we go. All right, but all jokes aside, I think we can call it a night. Thank you for joining us on this very romantically charged day. And just note, whether you have a special somebody or whether you are single, just note, you are loved. You are wanted. And we thank you and we love you for tuning in and spending some time with us. Good night, everybody. Takuan, Dabba. Good night, everybody. Otakuan, <laughs> my friends. Good night, everybody. Fair Bathroom is about to teach Andrew how to do the butt stuff. <laughs> and remember, make sure to bring make sure to ask your mother your your partner's mothers if they have pills or not. Oh, Jesus it Christ. May be Remember, kids, Farrick Batheroy might be a hedonistic pig, but even Farrick Batheroy enjoys safe sex. Always wrap your willy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Fuck. Good. <laughs> we're, we're cutting this. Fuck, I can't work with these. Good night. <laughs>